everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett speaking from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the Thai guy. We're back with our contributor, our usual contributor, DTVC. Hey, thanks for, thanks for having me back, everyone. <laughs> well, I'm happy we're, you're back. We're very happy you're back, and we're going to jump right into it should have been an action star, because we think this will be right up your alley. Yeah. What do you we think have... about this? Oh, whoa, whoa. For, oh. whoa. We're, we're rushing through because we got to do the song. Oh, sorry. So like, Should have been an action star. And then we got the Matt Rock and Carton version. <laughs> Should have been an action star. <laughs> You're right. And, I was rushing. I didn't yeah. want to um, no rush. overshadow that. But I'm just so excited to see what Matt thinks about Bob Costas. Yes. Ooh. Oh, that's <laughs> a great one. That is an absolutely fantastic one. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I don't even know where you go. I mean, there's so many places you can go with that one. Uh, between the one-liners, it, yeah, that is. Th- th- this might be. This is. This is a surprise I wasn't expecting. This is yeah. fantastic. Oh, I well, love okay. it. I mean, because the thing is about Bob Costas, it, he always had kind of a. I don't know if you call it cute, but kind of a very like clean, a boyish, boyish, kind of clean-cut kind of image. Yeah. What if he'd said enough of that? I'm gonna throw that out and do something completely different. And obviously, you'd have to grow a beard. And it would Perhaps be dark, eyeliner. dark Costas. Yeah. yeah, I so the beard I think is fantastic. Dark Costas, I think even maybe having the, the darker hair. Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be good. I was imagining that too. I'm glad you said that because I was picturing that in my mind, but I didn't actually say it. But yeah, I'd imagine he'd have dark, a dark, like almost black hair and a black yeah. beard, jet yeah. black. But but he <laughs> no has white, to be, no white. You're right, exactly. Yeah, with the maybe yeah with the beard, yeah, and yeah. but he's still gonna be extremely verbose and just like and the thing is. The thing I remember about him being verbose, so you know, he would just like he would sometimes misuse words or mispronounce them. Um, I remember um, there's a character who was uh, whose nickname was Porky, and and he was like, <laughs> oh, you know, his his, uh, his, his, his it, you know, where did he get that nickname of that bovine ilk? And everybody had to, re- to let him know that bovine refers to cows, not pigs. And he was like, oh, right, right, porcine, you know. But so so he would do that kind of thing um, from time to time. He just he, like he'd seen a word, but he'd never heard it before. Sometimes too, I think there was um the um uh, sui generis. I can't. I, maybe he did. There's there's things like that that he would do. So that's like another area that could be kind of funny. It's like maybe if like he had a partner and he would say all these fancy things, and the partner would correct him or something. Right. And I just thought, you know, maybe we could parlay this into a sequel to Collision Course, because okay. oh, read Costas and Costas. Yeah, because so got- if it, yeah, Jay Leno played Tony Costas in that movie. Yeah. And then Bob could be Bob Costas, or maybe Robert Costas. Right, so, he'd have to be Robert Costas. Well, yeah. If he had his own solo movie, that would be called like The Cost of Violence. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, and the co- we, how about just The Cost? I was thinking that The Cost, <laughs> and then they can get like, uh, we get Robert Costas. Uh-huh. We can get some other sports stars, maybe like, um, or Marv Albert. There's other announcers. Marv Albert. Uh, yeah, there's a Buffer. fantastic. Um, there's a oh, fantastic, Michael Buffer. Have we oh, wait, have we? No, we've used Michael Buffer. Before. Okay, all right, yeah. just making sure. Yeah, yeah, there is a fantastic play-by-play announcer who does. He does mostly basketball, but I think he does like football on the radio. His name's Kevin Harlan, and I remember um, there was one time that LeBron James had this really big dunk. Um, it was just like this really, just like almost like a violent dunk, and um, he, he's like his his call was something like whoa with no regard for human life and uh like like i feel like that kind of a call would work perfect in an action movie and that and that title no regard for human life yes well no i was thinking violent dunk could be yeah. a movie title 
So, okay, for that to happen, I guess what, you had the basketballs with knives in them or uh, spikes or maybe a bullet would shoot out of it? Like, well, maybe, you know, okay, yeah, so Robert Costas, Robert Costas yeah. would play like Larry Costas, who is kind of like an alcoholic, down on his luck, a yeah. sports announcer. Then they take his, some baddies take his family hostage mm-hmm. and they have to, they force him to announce for his life. Okay. What's so he, he has to do the best announcement of his life. So he's trapped in like the booth mm-hmm. and you know, there's like guys with guns on him and he's in front of a microphone and he like can't misuse any words. That would be like the, the climax. He has to say it perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, no faux pas, no, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We miss uh, malapropisms, mm-hmm. nothing like that has to be perfect. If not, his family dies and he right. dies. So he has to, uh, he has to do, and it has, right. and it's like a really, who's considered like a bad team, like the lions or something. I don't know enough about. Sports. I only know the, you know, the chicken nuggets or whatever they're playing. It's just yeah. like, it's like, <laughs> well, so in basketball, you have a lot of bad, you, you know, you have a good, a good amount of bad teams. Cause there's always this thing in basketball. There's this, um, this construct uh, of tanking um, to, because so like if a team is mediocre, like if they're, mm-hmm. they're okay, but maybe they're not good enough to win a championship. Sometimes what they'll do is they'll trade away all their good players and lose on purpose so that in the next year's draft, they can get, especially if there's a really good player who's going to be in the draft. So there's a ton of really bad teams, but the other thing I'm thinking, there are a lot of players from Eastern Europe and that just brings up so many oh, mispronunciations. Perfect. Like maybe there's like a player from Georgia um, who like just has like a whole bunch of vowels and consonants all mixed together, and he's never been able to pronounce that name correctly. And they bring him into the game late, you know, and it's like, you know, it's like the sweat is pouring, you know, to try to save right. his family. And it's like, he's never been able to pronounce this name correctly before. <laughs> right, before. <laughs> See, that's, that's yeah, funny. I have a totally different idea. It's uh, like, it would be like sudden death, and like the other coach would be played like a good villain, like a Patrick Kilpatrick, maybe a Jeff Bay. Yeah. And then... He fights with his microphone at the end. And it's like he like punches a guy in the throat of the microphone and it reverberates. So or like, you know he takes like the sheath, like the cover off the microphone, and it turns out it's like a knife. Yeah. And he wasn't announcing at all. It was it's a it was a weapon the oh, whole time. And he was great. just and he was yeah. just biding his time. And he has some really good one liners right before he like gets his revenge. <laughs> well, we have to come up with some of those, of course. Some like that. It's like it's crunch time, and he breaks some guy's arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One idea that I had too is because right he's 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 announcing for his life right yeah. so what if he with the help of like one of the producers that he like like maybe like it's almost like an Eric Bergosian um, talk radio thing where there's a producer that he's really close with who's like helping him out through the process and they devise this strategy which I'm giving away the ending for people listening if we ever get this made so, <laughs> for the cost right, yeah, right. Like... where where um they record him announcing right. And the the baddies are there with his family, and then suddenly he shows up, and they're like, "What? How did you do that? We're listening to you record." And then he like plays his, his right, cell phone. yeah, yes. it was all a recording. Right. And there yeah. could be certain scenes where like the producer knows a tough word is coming up, so he writes it on a piece of paper yeah. and like gets it to him, or or like really? puts it on a screen. But then the bad guys yeah. see it and they shoot the screen. Like 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 he keeps trying to help him over these obstacles, but then the bad guys keep shutting it down. So right. it ratchets up the suspense. Like so he has to come up with another idea to help him out. Then maybe they shoot him or something. You know? Yeah, yeah I get. And I could see like maybe like a kind of a minor subplot of Costas before the beginning of the terrorist subplot is that there's like a point shaving scandal <laughs> right, that he was yes. a part of. 
Kind oh of yeah, like blue chips. So it's like yeah, uh, neon. Uh, no, and that would be thing. part of. No, that makes sense because yeah. they have that over him. So yeah, they're going to expose the, his role in the point shaving. Yeah, and then yeah. he knows that he, he knew about the point shaving. He announces all those games. Yeah, so, yeah, because because so. what it could be too is like maybe like he accepts his fate with the point shaving after all of that. <laughs> like it all, and he's like calling like minor league basketball games, you know, and he's just like, oh, I can see that. Which is why he's an alcoholic and he's down on his luck. And, yeah, he doesn't want to yeah. do minor league or maybe even t ball or something. <laughs> it's just like he's really down on his luck. Maybe. <laughs> And well, because this is almost a little bit like the movie I watched recently with Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, The Guilty. Oh, you oh you watched that recently? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, um, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. I imagine it's something like that, except instead of like you know a a, a cop who's a nine one one operator under a lot of pressure, it would be like Costas as an announcer who's under a lot of Costas pressure under, and has Costas something under, under his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and ha- um, there's like a secret from his past, and in this case, it would be the point shaving. And then, you know, because, you know, Blue Chip's all about point shaving of uh, Nick Nolte and, ne- and Neon, a.k.a. Shaq. So it's just like... So it's like <laughs> I, I know you're ah, the yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, God, oh, God, Who was, like, the, that late, the, um, the character actor who's no longer with us, who was, like, the J. one who's, like... J.T. Walsh. J.T. Walsh, like, we yeah. owe them this money. Yeah, we owe it I to them. That. Yeah, that's, like, my favorite part of the movie. Because I, I like that. I love Blue Chips because it's very underrated. Because I love point shaving. <laughs> Other movies. And maybe real life. The other but, movies about point shaving? Is that the only I one? I hope so. But it's just a fun thing to hear because you're like, like shaving your face. So you're just <laughs> shaving the points down. So it's like, like a razor. Like they're physically the shaving yeah, the points yeah. off of a scoreboard. <laughs> well, because the other piece about that movie that doesn't fit anymore is the idea of like paying the players. Oh, what, B-chips? But yeah, right. Blue chips, right? Because yeah. back then you couldn't play college. You couldn't pay college players, but all the all the big programs did it under the table as a way to like get the best players. Now they've they've created a rule that says the schools can't pay the players, right? But the players can make as much money as they want from endorsements. So it's like you know, like a you know, uh, a company that really like that maybe like some some you know billionaire has a company that uh, yeah, I could see this. They went to that school, like yeah, like Nike. You know, the guy from Nike is a huge fan of of Oregon. You know, he could like pay a player two million dollars in endorsement fees to go play for for Oregon. So so that's one area where blue chips doesn't fit anymore. But the point shaving piece, um, yeah, yeah if, if you're interested in point shaving, there is I one. Am. There is actually a documentary that ESPN did because um, you know, you remember the movie Goodfellas? Yes. Uh, uh, Henry Hill and 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 uh, Conway, um, uh, no Conway. I'm thinking of Conway. Is I'm thinking of Jeff Conway. Jeff Conway. Conway. Point shaving. Oh no. No, oh, no. Um, the, the, the the character that De Niro played. Um, they Man. were part of a point shaving scandal with Boston College um, basketball. That um that that was the one that actually the remember the the the, the um the uh, was it attorney general who was a prosecutor who was like going over the um. The, the plea deal with um with Ray Liotta and Lorraine Bracco in, in Goodfellas. That guy really was a prosecutor in real life and they interviewed him because he was he had something to do with that that scandal. I don't know if it played a part in in sort of leading to to the to the other stuff with Henry Hill. I think it was more the drugs still. But um but yeah that was like a big thing that they were they were involved in um kind of prior to like the incidents that happened in Goodfellas. Or Is that one of those thirty for thirty yeah, yeah, things? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to look up the time. So if I type in thirty for thirty point shaving, I'll probably find it. <laughs> yeah, or Boston College point. Boston shaving, College, yeah, like okay. That. Yeah, right. so about, that's something. Ray Liotta is that you know, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. But um, and did you ever watch that show Shades of Blue, Matt? Oh yes, yeah. Was that the one yeah. with um with Jennifer J-Lo? Lopez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. He's, he's yeah. always mad. Everyone thinks someone's a rat. It's like you're a rat. 
<laughs> and I just watched the first season thanks to Ty, and I'll be watching the second season fairly yeah. soon. But yeah, that's yeah. it's it's a good show. It's an entertaining show. It's, as I think I described it as it's like the Shield, but for the network. So yeah, it's sure. like it's like an ABC version of the Shield, which is you know very good. There's good people behind and you know behind no, it and in front of the camera. Yeah, it's a good show. show. Yeah. Um, all right, so about, uh, final thoughts about Costas, or should we move well, on? I, we have The Cost, so that's the title, and <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty good action thriller with yeah. some dramatic moments. Yeah, so it's like a so just to tie it all up, so it's like a yeah. cross between Command Performance, The Guilty, and Blue Chips. Yeah, yeah. Sudden perfect. Death, a and Sudden Death. Yeah, sudden so death. you put those four movies in a blender, you know, pour it in a cup, give it to Costas, and there you have it. Yeah. Perfect. And he's dying to all these announcers. They want to be in movies. I mean, you know, he doesn't want to be a, a sports announcer forever. He he is dying to do at least one movie. I can tell. Well, because well, he, also he's kind of on the. I don't want to say he's on the down because he's is he on the downturn. He doesn't get the big assignments that he used. Oh, I mean, I no. remember in the '90s, you know, he was like whenever it was the NBA Finals, it was him doing the NBA Finals, um, or him or Marv Albert, like they were doing the big games. <laughs> he does like some baseball playoff games now, and he still does baseball. That's like he only does baseball. That's the thing. So. So having him do basketball, I think, would be great, too, just as like a nostalgia thing for people that were fans of basketball during the Michael Jordan era. But I also think, too, that he's he's probably made plenty of money. But I think the idea of this would intrigue him enough mm-hmm. that um, especially if it was like a quick like two week shooting schedule that direct to video movies usually do. I think, you know, off season, he, he probably doesn't have much going on. I think you could pull him away from his vacation for that. That'd be great. Yeah, I think yeah they shoot it in Bulgaria. House. You know, New yeah. Image could do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah maybe like two extra like names. Yeah, you know. he'd probably want it shot in Connecticut. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. it's got to be shot in the U.S. And so, oh. yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, you got to do that. And then you got to get, like, you got to get Jeff Faye. You got to get Patrick Kilpatrick. You got to get a, maybe a, his wife. Maybe he'd be, like, Catherine Hicks. Yeah. Someone that's, like, age-appropriate. Yeah, that would be good. Like, and uh, um, uh, the main bad guy at the end, I just had a casting thought. Okay, oh, what do you got? Bryant Gumble. <laughs> oh, it's, like, a great reveal. Yeah, Gumble, because no one no one ever suspects Gumble. Not just a <laughs> yeah. general rule in life. Yeah, and he would have it, a beard too, so it'd be beard against beard. Yeah, and and, and there'd like, be like a, maybe like a little bit of like a, a nuance in it that like Brian Gumble is mad because he was passed <laughs> over for the gig because he's he's African American, and and so like you almost feel a little sympathy for Gumble because of that because you're like yeah that's not fair that he was passed over for a big <laughs> gig because of that but then it's like but you kidnapped his family and that's kind of not funny right that's yeah, true it'd be, it'd be Brian Gumble as Brian Gumble <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Brian Gumbel they had an yeah, Brian Gumbel yeah he yeah. plays Brian Gumbel. <laughs> Um, and plus he would be he'd be involved with the point shaving and he yes. wouldn't have blown the whistle like he's like completely oh, on board with the point shaving whereas oh. Costas feels oh, bad and he's guilty good, and he's torn up about it good oh, pun there it. blow the whistle for the basketball oh. <laughs> oh oh now we've really got it right what yeah. if Costas turned state's evidence on the point shaving got <laughs> Brian Gumble thrown in jail and so yes. then Costas is like calling like these like small like division three college basketball games in like as like under like witness protection and Gumble finds him right and, okay and that, that's how this whole maybe that's what it is and and yeah mm-hmm. that, that that could be maybe there's point shaving with, with division three because that would be like the perfect place to do point shaving you know like nobody thinks Not division like, two yeah <laughs> yeah for some reason i never hear anything about division two it's either division one <laughs> so or like division song three. two well it's yeah. like the third world and the first world you know right, exactly. you never hear about the second, second world we're right. second world and we're right. song two we're song three come on blur I could see maybe the before the big fight scene between Brian Gumbel and uh, Bob Costas that Brian has like a big speech. Oh, of course. Well, I know enough alone. Yes, you could. Could you? You have to keep digging and keep digging. (laughs) 
<laughs> but now, yes, yeah. Every good movie like this, has, worth its salt, has to have the bad guy do a speech. Like long that. exposition. It's like point shaving is a process. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, like my father a, and his father before yeah. him shaved points. <laughs> exactly, we have it down yeah. to a science. We know everything about point shaving. You don't know anything about point shaving. Exactly. You, <laughs> you do. I don't know. I can't do a Brian Gumble impression. I mean, let's just say I know Dolph Lundgren. Was the villain? Uh-huh. Could do no point shaving, could you? So it's like, <laughs> Brian Gumble's like almost like high pitch, like point shaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of reedy and kind of flute, yeah. Yeah, flute-like. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. So yeah, point shaving is like a Jay Leno. Exactly. Like, that's hey, a, that's a, yeah, it's an art. My my father did it. His father did it, and that's why I do it. <laughs> the art. And you come in here and you're fumbling. You're, you're fumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then they cut, to, they, cut, they cut the costas after he says the word fumble. It's like, and he's, right. you know, yeah. Well, because that's the thing about Gumble's delivery is that it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's menacing because it's so nerdy. Like, you don't yep. know what he's going to do. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, if it was like, really dark and serious it would be almost expected like it's scarier because his voice is so fluty and yep. reedy you know yes <laughs> that's perfect you gotta end there that's perfect i love your impression <laughs> I, I was gonna say is it, is it too goofy to double costas with scott adkins and brian gumble with uh with michael jai white for the fight scene? <laughs> just just the sure. fight scenes yeah the fight like scene. an, uh, <laughs> i'm gonna get you sucker where they like it's really 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 obvious when they do the doubles um yeah. that you know that would be good now that's perfect yeah perfect that's because they're both perfect. getting on in years they're not going to want to do the rough and tumble fighting you know right right maybe yeah. get a couple of maybe get like one punch each like maybe a punch a yeah <laughs> maybe a really good awesome high kick by costas right. and, <laughs> it's like or by scott atkins yeah, yeah atkins are, yeah <laughs> i can see them both do high kicks right and they're like the far away shot yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like uh, the master that show I just saw, Lee Van Cleef, like the faraway shots. Yeah, mm, it's pretty <laughs> obvious it's not Lee Van Cleef. It's not Mr. Yeah. Cleef. Like, <laughs> but we should probably get to our subject. Which is Michael Madsen. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Michael Madsen. Oh, Michael Madsen. We'll just do the whole rest of the podcast like that. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I, that'd be great. But <laughs> so I guess we're talking. We're doing the title is Mad About Madsen. So. So it's not to be confused with that great sitcom with Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. But mad about you. (laughs) I never saw an episode. Didn't it it come back a couple years ago? And I think it it was a complete kind of failure. Was Michael Madsen in place of Paul Reiser? (laughs) No. I wish. Yeah, they had like a daughter who was in college or something, I think. Of course, they have these new dang (laughs) kids. Because they were old back then. How old are they now? Exactly. Well, they probably weren't, if you think about it. I mean, we just thought they were because it was the 90s. He was and she wasn't, I think. Because I looked her her IMDb bio because I was doing Trancers. I think it was Trancers 2 or Mm 3 for the blog. And I was like, when did like Helen Hunt become like, when did she do Mad About You when she would stop like wanting to do these like, you know, uh, full moon movies, you know? And it's like right around that time. It's almost like, Trancers, mad about you, and that's it. You know, no more trancers. Um, and and, and so I think it was <laughs> no more around trancers. that time. But that's when I found out that they brought my mad about you back, and I was like, it was like some kind of streaming thing on. It was like and it was like early streaming too. It was like mm-hmm. I don't, it was really weird. It was like in 2013 or something. Yeah, I guess I'll keep skipping it. Even the, so. <laughs> right. but, um, but we should jump to Madsen. Uh, so we have a top five and one kind of bottom or honorable mentions. Yeah. So uh, do you want to start first, Matt? Yeah, so mine, I think it might be a little bit of a, I don't know if a shocker is the right word, but mm-hmm. my number five is Boarding Gate, which I think is one that like people okay. 
Oh no, yeah, yeah. with Asia. Yeah, 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 it's it. Yeah, Asia Argento. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing about this one is, so so it's directed by um, uh, Oliver Assays, um, who's a he did a movie called Irma Vep that I was a big fan of that had uh, Maggie Chung in it. And, yes, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, and didn't and, he direct Demon Lover too? I think that's a weird. Yeah, I think that's a weird. No, he's yeah. he's kind of like an art type director. Yeah, right. that's an odd movie. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, and I said I, I called him Oliver. It's Olivier. Um, yeah, yes. Olivier. It's like Olivier, Olivier Gruner. Olivier exactly. Gruner, yeah, the Grunster. Um, yeah, and I, so he's he's one of those, like you said, he's like an auteur, like a French kind of auteur type guy, which has made it really fascinating, one, to see Madsen in a movie like this. I mean, I mean, I can't imagine, other than like the Tarantino movies that he does, I mean, Boarding Gate is shot in, first it's shot in Paris, and then it's shot in Hong Kong. I think it's also shot in Luxembourg. Like, when does Madsen ever do a movie now that's not a Tarantino movie that's shot in, like, three really distant locations like that? Um, but also, too, like, you know, Asia Argento, I think in 2007, she was still kind of an it girl to some extent. Um, I think she had kind of faded a little bit on that. But seeing her act with him and seeing how much better he was in their scenes yeah. together, it just, like, drove home what, what kind of an actor he is. Because you never see dramatic Madsen. Right. You know, not, he has the ability even. to do that, yeah. but he just gets these roles that it's where it's not really required he's of him too much. Bills and there's a, he's made a lot of garbagey movies. If you look at his IMDb now, like I I get like Shark Spring or something like that. He's like he's just a guy on a phone. I saw the uh, trailer. He's like, oh, I'm on the phone. It's like, <laughs> it's like, right. it's like this is this isn't good. But see, the yeah. thing is, Michael Madsen is just very cool. You know, you look at him and he's he's almost like he's like so cool that you just you're compelled to watch him. And I think that's that's, that what you would say. Yes. I used to actually have a shirt of Michael Madsen. I used to wear. And he's like, (laughs) so my friend, you uh, you don't remember this a while ago, but, you know, know, our friend Jill, she made a shirt. It was like uh, a Madsen like playing pool. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, sorry, Tiger. No, go ahead. Well, then, back to that. he's a uh, cool and charismatic in real life because yeah. this guy used to work with like one day he was at this bar in L.A. and Michael Madsen was at the bar and um, like he was wearing a leather jacket. I think he had sunglasses, which is what he wears, <laughs> I guess, in his off time. And all these women were like hanging around him and he was kind of like holding court with all these women at this bar. And um, that's like what he does, I guess, in his in his off well, time. Pretty, do you, what uh, year is this? You know? Oh, um. I'm guessing sometime in the early 2000s, where ah, the guy's making all these great movies, which yeah. I'll be mentioning. I mean, I don't know I, for sure because I, when I talked to the guy, that was probably in maybe 2007 or eight, and he said that happened a few years before. So, you know, because somehow we were talking about Michael Madsen. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how he got on that subject, but uh, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I saw him at this bar, and yeah, so once I, removed story about Michael Madsen. Because you know, when IMDb was still like. In the beginning stage, I used to look up Michael Madsen's upcoming projects. Okay, so let me keep an eye on all his projects. And he made, he never made a movie. It's called Microwave Park. It's supposed to be some sort of like crime thriller that's supposed to have Dennis Hopper in it. Never made it. They did make know, LAPD to protect and serve together. Yes, they, they sure did. And he stole all the Pepsi. Have you yes. seen that scene, Matt? <laughs> it's the only thing about that movie I remember. And Mark Singer's Mark Singer, you know, he's no, he's no Dar, you know, it's like, well, <laughs> he is Dar, but well, he's not, he's no Dar in this movie, he's not Dar, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this scene where they walk into a, 
<laughs> like a store and then yeah. like Michael Madsen just takes like a bleeder bottle of Pepsi and just walks out and like it's yeah. not even part of anything it's just like something he does it's like <laughs> oh it's so great I, I'm guessing that was an ad lib how could that possibly yeah. have been in the yeah. script yeah uh, steal Pepsi steal Mad- Pepsi Madsen's <laughs> character steals Pepsi <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's amazing when you think about that like when I think of like like good like two liter bottle scenes in movies, like that, that's <laughs> got to be how many you got? We, yeah. we have our five. I got our top five. You have yeah. your, your top you got five, top five well, uh, two liter sodas. I'll I've say got, Sprite. I've got <laughs> two. I've got that one now, and I've got um uh, uh you know one man force right with uh with Bob oh two, perfect where, where he's drinking the um uh the the Sprite uh, the slice right or uh, <laughs> right slice they, there yeah, was an orange like two liter bottle because he's so massive um that that he. Had, he could drink a two liter bottle away. We drink like a twenty ounce bottle. Um, so, so those are my two, I guess, good two liter bottle scenes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, even talking about your top favorite sodas. I don't know if you, <laughs> if you have any right now. Uh, well, you know, well, you, you love this. You know, that's your favorite scene when Lieutenant Alexander, you know, still, <laughs> yeah, still yes. Pepsi. It's like, yeah, I'm a lieutenant. I'm stealing the Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard the story about uh, Bill Murray that he that there's a story going around about Bill, Bill Murray not I, you know it's not confirmed but that he was in a liquor store and he stole a bottle of liquor and the woman who was working there caught him and he said no one will believe you right and so I could see Michael Madsen doing the same thing with the soda just being like you know somebody catches him with the soda mm-hmm. like you know no, no one will believe you man no one will believe and so that's Boarding Gate. Moving on. No. So anything else you want to say about Boarding? Well, you've seen it, Brad. We've all I have seen, seen Boarding Gate. Yeah, yeah, we've all seen Boarding Gate. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was a, you know a solid Madsen drama. It's a good, interesting uh, start to your list there. Yeah. Um, my number five is Species Two. Oh. Uh, so. Cause that's a the good movie start. Is a uh, completely insane. <laughs> you know, got a lot of great Lennox. Yeah. Oh, press Lennox. <laughs> he well, really doesn't I, care yeah i think it's this one of these movies where he is probably getting paid a lot of money it's a big budget studio movie yeah. but he takes this sort of uncaring attitude that <laughs> is a lot of fun to watch because i think of other people around him like care a lot more but he i, I don't know if it's his character but either. It, it's very less less safe less a fair attitude uh to his role and which is a lot of fun so i do get that you know was it hey, marge hellenberger it was a marg it's just it's a Marg or Marge. I don't think there's an E. I think it's just M A R G. Yeah, it's a hard G, I guess. I guess it's a hard G. Um, I never really heard it said out loud though. <laughs> no, just Helgenberger. Is is the is the Helgenberger a hard G for the the first G in the yeah, yeah. The second G. There's three Gs to contend with here. This wow, is wow. That's like, a lot of Gs, Marge. Yeah. So it's like, can you imagine if the the third G is a soft one? Because you don't Marge. think of Berger, right? You don't think of Burger instead. So that would be the that would be the real like like. Um, that would be the, 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 the twist ending there, right? <laughs> it's Mark Hagenberger. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's French, like Olivier Assayas. But yeah, so Ty, what's more you wanted to say yeah, about I it? Was, yeah, because something about it, it's just, every single scene's completely off. Yeah. It's like something is wrong. You're watching this movie, everything seems just completely weird. You got um, Belzer as, Richard Belzer as the president. You know, you got <laughs> Natasha Henshaw just like wearing that weird blue outfit. You've seen this movie, right, Matt? 
Yeah. So, so one of the things that I get, so, so you mentioned um, Belzer in this, yeah. and, um, but the other one is, um, I, I, this is another name I can't do because it's a lot of D's and Z's, but uh, George Dezunda um, yeah. from, from, from Law and Order. Law and Order. I don't think right. I've seen him in anything else other than Law and Order and this movie. Um, <laughs> he's been what? in like a thousand things. I think he's probably seen Basic Instinct, if I'm not mistaken, plays oh, Michael right. Douglas' that... partner. Okay, you're right. That's right. Yeah. So okay. So he's been in more. Yeah. It the way you describe it, and so I didn't, you know, I didn't consider this one for the list, and I I'm beginning to like. I don't know if it would have knocked anything off of my list, but mm -hmm. I should have at least considered it for exactly the reasons you're describing because it was, it was, it was that time in the late '90s when we still went to the movies a lot, right? Because the the movies weren't as expensive. There were still a lot of different things in the theater, and you know, like like. You, 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 and there was a marquee to choose from instead of yeah. going on cinemark.com. Right, exactly. <laughs> and this was one of those, like, I don't know about you guys, but this kind of was one of those, like, late afternoon, like, on a Saturday <laughs> before you're actually doing something else kind of matinee <laughs> movies that, that you'd see in the theater. Yeah. No, that's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. They made it uh, just for that. It's like, yeah, all right, I can watch speeches <laughs> too between 11 and 1. No problem. <laughs> exactly. It's like... But that's the <laughs> beauty of this and a lot of other sequels that they it's almost like they were surprised that species one was a hit and they're like it's a hit uh, make another one and it's quickly. so this quickly so it has that feel to it like they didn't think the first species would be a hit so they kind of like rush released it <laughs> but thank god they did because it has this this wackadoo feel that's just so much fun to watch i think it's better than the first one in that sense yes it's like i just couldn't believe my eyes like i can't <laughs> it's just hilarious the whole time Oh, it's great. I, species yeah. two is great. I, yeah. You know, species I mean, but I, I three a, and yeah. species four, those are just wastes of time. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, they can't hope to compete with species two, but I, I, I am a fan of like a, like a unorthodox, unusual sequel. You know, like mm -hmm. if someone comes along with something like some of the ones we were looking for, Ty, like, um, weren't we looking for some, um, one example, I, I, I I mean, I think we were looking for Child's Play 2. Well, oh, that's really hard to find, yeah. Which, <laughs> which I've never seen because I can never get a hold of it. I've seen Child's Plays so 1 and 3. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then – or like Jaws 4 or, um, you know, yeah, like a, just a sequel you don't think of. Yeah. So and Species 2 is a good example of that. Yeah, I wish I just had that. There was in my collection and that was it. It was like <laughs> there's only sequels. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, I do have a Blu-ray collection that's like Jaws 2, 3, and 4, I think. I don't own well, Jaws 1, but – yeah. Um. yeah the fours when you get into the fours i think yeah. there's a lot of series like when the four <laughs> is kind of like the, the the like the most ridiculous or fun like because you mentioned jaws four um what was one that I, I was just thinking of too oh superman four. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's... that was a great one. I mean, Batman and Robin, right? With yeah. The, the bat nipples. And I mean, I always kind of love Clooney as, 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 as bat, as Bruce Wayne, but that's another, like when you get to the fourth movie in a series, it can be, I mean, obviously Rocky four, right? That one stands. Oh as, yeah. As, good example. That's, yeah. that's the best Rocky. But then we're getting movie, into, yeah. you know, the horror ones like Friday the 13th, Leprechaun, um, yeah. you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Space, oh, the, you know. Yeah. Where they start putting them in space and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, cause, cause Nightmare and or Friday the 14th part four is actually Friday, called, <laughs> Wait, what? Friday, yeah, Friday what new chapter and that's the one that's Corey feldman plus the fantastic crispin glover dance scene that yeah. is my, th so, that's yeah. probably my favorite friday the 13th movie yeah and of course so, it has that song by lime called love is a lie right. so yeah. when he's, no he's dancing to that right. yeah What's, no way <laughs> not today <laughs> yeah yeah and apparently play it cool no, go ahead <laughs> according to the blu-ray they said that that 
is a dance that Crispin Glover would do in the clubs around L.A. <laughs> so no one told him to do that. He just, they just like he just started to do his dance that he would do. And, well, um, that's, and I, that's, that's the Crispin star. You know, it's it's the, like... That's the Crispin. Yeah, exactly. And apparently they couldn't. Does he have a Crispin? It. <laughs> in his, in his uh, refrigerator, I would yeah, imagine. Maybe he has, he has an extra one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, but, I mean, Crispin Glover, I would think out of everybody that, you know, like kind of like like bendy, like mm-hmm. floppy celery would, would hurt his sensibilities the most. <laughs> it would. I'm sure it would. Yes. But, he'd probably get like in, incredibly mad at it. Like it, like if it's too floppy, he'd like start throwing a fit and screaming and like throwing it out the window. No. Um, Do I have before? Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead the, the song that. They were actually dancing to was back in black, I believe, my ACDC, but they couldn't get the rights. I, I believe I'm correct about that. Yes, that's um, true. Um, so to think that he was doing that crazy dance to, to back in black, which is not exactly like a song that you dance to, I don't think, but it's just all the crazier. Gotta love it. It's like, uh, let's see, number four, Matt. Oh, so my number four. So mine's a, I'm going a little bit unique here as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know which title is the one to go with. I think um, according so IMDb uses Dead Connection. Um, also Final Combination is another name for it. So it's a uh, Dead Connection or Final Combination. Um, oh, okay, mm-hmm. Dead Connection. Yeah, I've seen that. I haven't yeah. seen that one. Yeah, he has blonde hair, in it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's a yeah he has blonde hair. It's like a noirish thriller with Lisa Bonet, um, Parker Posey's in it, uh, which is which is interesting. Gary Stretch is the serial killer. The old Gary Stretch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very interesting. I think from a a, a Madsen standpoint because, um, you know it it's it's like it's it's kind of all over the place in the sense like it's 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 it, it, it doesn't always know what it wants to do with that 90s noirish thing. But like for him, he's like the thread that ties it all together, which I really like. But also him and Lisa Bonet were great together. Kind of like what, you know, we're talking about with with, with Argento. Um, this was a little different because they're kind of closer in age, him and, and Bonet. And so it was, it was kind of more of like a give and take there um, that, that I really like. But yeah, that was it. It's it, it just kind of one of those movies, those 90s noirish films. Some of them could be really good. Some of them could be really bad. And this one worked for me. Thank I- Get that mixed up a little bit of Fatal Instinct, the Madsen one, not the Armand Asante one. Right. I remember that being pretty good too. I used to, you know, as you know, watch every Madsen movie I can get my hands on. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and like I even have that weird one. You can only get one that's like paper sleeves. It's called uh, Flat Out. Oh, have you heard of this one? No. He's like a race car manager or whatever. It's not very good, but I mean, he's he's there. Oh, yeah, I just it just came up while I was I was paging through his IMDb. I, I, yeah. What's that? You, you could rent it on Prime for a dollar. I rent for. I don't could, rent for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he on a bunch of movies kind of like that, like Strip and Run and? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I made from the same people. So yeah, Strip and Run, Flat Out, um, Red Line. You know, he, with John Schrongren. I might say his last name. Yeah. So, so it's like this one has Todd Bridges in it. Yeah. Not, it was okay. I mean, like. <laughs> I don't know if I would watch it today. It's it's better than you. It's not as good as you might think. Okay, all right. Um, It's okay. I mean, like it's kind of if you want to rent it for a dollar, perfect. But I'd try to see it for free. All right. Not worth a dollar, huh? uh, Not really. (laughs) Um, All right. So that was that was a good pick, even though I've never seen it, but it sounds like a good pick. Um, I'm trying to get a copy eventually. All right. Well, if you do, I'll 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 watch it. Um, Some of these matches are a little are getting tricky to find. You know. Yeah. Inside Edge. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Uh, Matt. 
I no, I think I was looking for that one um, for for this just to check it out and see it, and I I think I had trouble I, tracking it down. Yeah, you know, I think I that might have been tape purged. Oh, um, so you had it, but you got rid of it. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see it in my collection. I wanted. It's like, oh no, I must have tape purged. It means it wasn't that good. Why would I get rid of a Mads like that? Because it was really hard to get at the time. <laughs> um, it's probably even harder to get now. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, him Mads and Richard Lynch. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think um, I meant to. I wanted to review it for the site, and I think mm-hmm. um, you know maybe I did find it on YouTube. That's a good question. Okay. I, I but I remember I wanted to review it for the site, and um, I had like kind of planned on it. And um, I, I think yeah, I think it's just you guys and um, this mm-hmm. other one called Action Freunde from Germany. I always see them hanging around. I'm, yeah, I can't. I can't. Uh, decide for that. Right. So it's like, <laughs> wait, you're about to say something about Imagine Collection? Is that what you have? Or no, I don't. But I was going to say because you were talking about your, your your VHSs and not. I mean, that would yeah. be like the ultimate. I think you know, like physical media collection would be all of Michael Madsen's movies and like. like I'm trust me, I'm working. <laughs> Ty's on pretty it. you know well yeah. on his way there. I mean, yeah. you probably own a good I, amount of them. Yeah, I I think that would. I mean, just being able to watch all of his movies in and of itself would be like, uh, you know, quite a feat. Just because, again, it's like you go through his IMDb bio and it's like you click on something, and it's like one of those things where it's like it'll have like four actors in the movie that don't have pictures, and then it's him, and then there's no release date, no user <laughs> reviews, and you're like, yeah, make it, and you know, this even get out, and it's like. And I guess for him, maybe he doesn't care because it's like he got paid for it. So, I mean, if he gets paid for it, I guess if he doesn't, maybe he I was going to mention those a little bit later because yeah. I, okay. um, I so the ones that didn't really come out like bad yeah. fellas. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, bad guys. Yeah, bad fellas are bad guys in hell, which I did watch, which you gave me that link, Matt. You have to watch it in a very small box, oh, but it yes. was worth it because yeah. the and movie is opening it. For some reason, it wasn't opening, I think, because I saw uh, you, you sent me the link and really I couldn't get it to open because I, I, I. Yeah, I was curious about that one. I mean, I watched it in the small box and I'll, that movie is outrageously ridiculous. It's terribly edited by Brian Genesee or maybe it wasn't edited by Brian Genesee, but it's <laughs> it's bad guys is crazy because it matches completely. He might might be. Uh, drunk in it um it's like <laughs> but i'll come back to bad guys in a little bit all right so what's what else what's the next uh, tie number I four i have 44 minutes oh yeah yeah well they're so, based on a true story um right it's about the guy in la who yeah it's the la shootout la shootout yeah um, and that's good. That's like that's sort of like an earnest, a more earnest Madsen where yeah. he's they're trying to make a, a something timely and of the moment that's not goofy and um, a little more serious minded. Yeah, it was pretty good. Did you see that one, Matt? So I, I did. I couldn't I considered it for my list. And it, maybe I, you know, I think my fear was I was worried that I was going to have too many um, kind of mainstream ones. And I think that's why I, I, I didn't go with it. But I think. One of the things you're, you're right about with this one is that, it, like you said, it's a more earnest Madsen, which is yeah. something that we don't always get with these modern films of his. Yeah, I mean, the overall tone of the whole movie is, is you know, it's it's a bit more, I guess, earnest. I mean, it's yeah. it's not goofy and wacky and crazy. It's trying to be more serious. And um, so that's at least it's, different. You maybe think of something ridiculous. Maybe we could save this for um, maybe a no subject. But like, you know, Ernest goes to camp. How about Ernest gets earnest? It's a very serious, <laughs> earnest movie. All right, like, we'll write that down. Yeah, and then I'll write that I, down. Yeah. Then, yeah, we'll save that for 
no yeah, subject. Which I, yeah, I'm told <laughs> we might be close to. We're close. One. I think actually now if Ernest meets Ernest, or it's called, um, <laughs> we can uh, we can have this. Maybe we could do it somewhere soon, December. Have it up for the new year. Yeah, we might we might we might have pushed it over the top. Yeah, we have some others in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. And just, no spoilers. Let's just say a certain star we all love and enjoy and make fun of has a new movie. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think you know who we're talking. About. I, I might, yes. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I don't want to go down that road right now. Okay. But um, so anything more we want to say about 44 minutes? I would definitely recommend it. It's very underrated. Plus, it's, it's really well shot because it's like all these squibs and explosions. And I watch behind the scenes. And it's really cool how they do all that. It's like you have to rig every single thing. It's like it's just the rigging involved. Yeah, a lot of rigging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. You love rigging. Too, I wanted to quick say about Ron Livingston, who's in this yes. movie. Um Family Guy did a hilarious joke about him where um, somebody was on a bus, riding on a bus with his parents, and his mm. parents were like, oh, you know my son. He's that guy. He was in, like, Office Space, and he did that <laughs> small part on, you know, they're like, you mean Ron Livingston? Yes, that's him. That's our son. It like, <laughs> well, it's like you can say that about a lot of character actors. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, what was the two guys I always get mixed up? It's, um, oh, Gary Hudson and Gary Cole. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't. Uh, well, Gary Cole's in office space. He plays yeah, he is. Lumber, I think that's right? what yeah. made me think of it. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> but, um, all right, so 44 minutes. Yeah, uh, check it out. It's, it was hard to find. Now it's like almost easier to find. <laughs> it's like, wait, why is it hard to find before? Now it's easy to find now. Yeah. It's like... Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what FX that... used to make movies, you know? Yeah, it was made for TV. Yeah. For FX. Made for they made that, uh, I, don't know, I think it's called a Mer- Meltdown or American Meltdown. You ever see that one? No. Matt, I think it has Arnold Vosloo. So, well, yeah, um, and like Bruce Vosloo. Greenwood, speaking of character directors. Do you ever see Rules of Engagement, Matt? Is that the one with um with James Vanderbeek? No. <laughs> no, that's Rules of Attraction. Rules, yeah, of, rules, of, okay. <laughs> no, rules of Engagement is Sam Jackson and Tom Lee Jones and Bruce Greenwood. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And yeah, he has a good role in that, uh, the yeah. Greenwood. So it's like, yes, the uh, Greenwood. I want to say Greenwood uh, stir because it takes too long to say. <laughs> you know, too many <laughs> syllables. Too many. I can't. Yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah too uh, many consonants too. The the dist. Uh, that's like yeah. a, like George Dzunga. That's like yeah. yeah. You, you can't. You know, you, you gotta give us a break with the consonants sometimes. It's like well, if you watch Rules of Engagement, you'll see how uh, slimy Bruce Greenwood is in it. It's like uh huh, of course. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's perfect. Okay, Matt, I believe we're on to you now. Yeah. Number so three. I, I went I went kind of safer here. My number mm-hmm. three is Hateful Eight. Um, the, oh. the Tarantino film. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I just loved him in that, that Western role that Tarantino picked for him in the film. It was like the perfect character in there. And I guess for people who haven't seen Hateful Eight, maybe I don't want to get into too much of what his character was in this. But um, yeah, it's just like, you know, the, the whole Western aspect of it. Again, it, I think it, talk, it, it it speaks to what, you know, how great an actor Madsen is, that he can kind of move from from genre to genre and and be at, you know, um, be natural in any of those genres. And this was another great example of that, that he he comes in as this character in Hateful Eight that uh, Tarantino puts in there when he's, you know, kind of setting up this whole big, you know, standoff kind of thing in this this one uh, cabin or whatever it is. Yeah, I think I mean, it's, I think there's a reason why Tarantino likes Madsen so much is that he can just sort of stick him in something and just say, there, that's my part for you. And he does it. 
Um, so yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to stay. I didn't want to get too crazy with with mainstream releases, mm-hmm. but I I just really liked him in Hateful Eight so much that I had to put it in here. And it's funny because he's in these like kind of garbagey westerns. <laughs> I was going to mention this, like Cole Younger and the Black Train. Mm-hmm. It's like, and well, there's some other one I can't remember the title, but it's one of these like why is he in these? It's like he's like right. maybe he knows someone because it's all. <laughs> Oh, well, Sierra, like you said, Sierra Nevada gunfight. Go ahead. Yeah, that he likes to work. And then, yeah, but Matt, what you said is true. It's like it, he doesn't seem unbelievable in in a Western setting. He seems perfectly at ease. So it's, yeah, he, has, he's, he is very versatile. He's not like one of these one note actors like we've talked about in the past. You know, he can do many things. You know, and speaking of Tarantino, you know, because Madden's in uh, Sin City. Hey, I always quote that. Oh, you got a bum ticker. <laughs> Bruce Willis always quote that. Yes. It's like pushing, pushing sixty. You got a bum ticker. <laughs> yep, two of your favorites, Michael Madsen and Bruce Willis. Yep, they yeah. should make. Well, like Bruce Willis is retired, but they should have made maybe another movie together, and they're kind of straight to video uh, way. So it's like <laughs> I like to see that. You think of Madsen now in the DTV thing where it's like if he's in two locations in a film, I mean, he's, he's kind of hit that Eric Roberts level with a lot of these where it's like, yes, if you get Madsen in two places, that's that's a huge win for you as a filmmaker. Right. And, and <laughs> like that's a movie. Yeah, skin okay. That's just what I was going to say. Yes. He's in a yeah. room and <laughs> they filmed him in that room and. Uh, someone's might. on the phone or someone's talking well, to they him might but cut, he... might cut back to eric roberts supposed to be in the same scene right. but you don't see them together and yeah, it's no. a little suspicious <laughs> yeah very right. there is a scene where they're supposed to be in the same yeah. room yes yes he, he's supposed to be in eric roberts's office yeah, yeah. that's what i'm talking about yeah he's yeah. wearing this purple paisley shirt right. <laughs> <laughs> oh that makes me another matching thing we watched Brad, a few years ago uh deaf squad uh, with Daryl that? Hannah, Daryl that... Hannah as a Nazi and Rutger <laughs> Howard as a Nazi. It's like a future and, Nazi or something. Yeah, and or... uh, Danny Glover as Sponge. Yeah, and uh, Stephen Baldwin. It's like they have all those people. Like that's pretty good for like 1998. Yeah, it's like it's like but but 2004, yeah, 2000, 2000 plus. I think it's like 2012 maybe. Oh. So it's like, but it's still great to see all those people. So it was kind of stupid if you remember but yeah, yeah i remember like, not liking that too much i think matt had like his own theme song or something and he had like a fur coat or something he had a fur coat it. yeah and he like and, killed someone and he was kind of flamboyant almost like he his was. role in um blood rain where he just yes. kind of shows up and is kind of uh, maybe wearing a long coat and is yeah maybe a top cold. hat he had a cold too, a lot think, didn't he in blood huh? rain say it again I think he had a mullet in Blood Rain, didn't he? Yeah, one of his Madsen mullets. It's yeah. just like, it's like <laughs> I guess that's different from a regular mullet. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a better one, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the thing. That's what made this list so politricky. Was yeah, that, it was. Like, there's just so much Madsen out there, and and it really is like you're. It, I, I don't want to say I don't want to use a, an expre- a violent expression like landmines, but there's a lot of traps that you can fall into. Oh, that's I've fallen. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy, right? Like you, he's. He, I think he's almost worse than Bruce Willis in that sense because at least with Bruce Willis, you know, there's there's a good chance you're not going to see a lot of Bruce Willis in that movie, or you know, Eric Roberts or any of the other ones. Yeah. Whereas Madsen, you just don't know when you're getting. Yes, that's you just don't know. You don't know, and it's it's a great point because he's like in like these cool movies like Vice or yes. Afghan Nights. 
And yeah. he has that great role in Living and Dying. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. He's yeah. like yelling at it, like it's part of like, go shopping. <laughs> Why do you just go shopping? Because <laughs> his filmography is so vast. Like if we were yeah. doing like a Dale Apollo Cook, you know, that's a lot yeah. easier. Or Jerry Trimble, it's easier because they're just they've been in less movies and the movies they're in are somewhat similar. Whereas this is this massive multifarious list yeah, with all this different type of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough task. I mean, we could even do a part two of this someday. Maybe. We could yeah, actually, yeah. you know, I, I'm trying to mention what we can, just, you know, smush all is uh, something. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's my turn. But do you ever, do you ever watch tilt? Matt with, with Madsen, that uh, TV show from ESPN. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Because, so, you know, poker was very hot, bro. Yes, very hot. No, I remember. <laughs> yeah. No, televised poker was yeah. yeah amazingly popular in that time. Yeah. So they made a whole show and had uh, Matt, he was like the villain, you know, right. Don the Matador. Yeah. <laughs> Everest. Well, and also that other show that you love, was it Vengeance Unlimited? Or, well, that's no. a great show from the 90s, but there's also Big Apple. And I, I got a copy of that. And it was like, oh, nice to see Matt in that. And Donnie Wahlberg and Ed O'Neill. So I recommend it. if you haven't seen that show, Matt. No, I yeah, I've got it. I, I haven't watched enough of his TV stuff. Um, that is one thing that I, I I need to do more of. And and also too, like I mean, he had a Miami Vice episode. He, you know, he did a lot of stuff like that too in his early days before yeah. he, he started getting like the bigger uh the, the bigger roles. I think kind of post post Reservoir Dogs, post uh, uh Species. And, and there was like he was a guest spot on this James Earl James Earl Jones show called uh, Gabriel's Fire. And I always wanted to see that. It's like, do you remember this show, Brett or Matt? No, no, this is the show? first time here. James Earl Jones is like a lawyer, but he solves crimes. <laughs> and I think Matt, since it's in one of the episodes, he plays Stan Frankel or something. <laughs> Why do I remember that for an episode I've never seen? But because <laughs> like, you've looked it up probably a thousand times. If I have, it's like you know, I can almost. <laughs> Memorize most of his character names like I used to do for Treat Williams. But <laughs> yeah. I can go right, to so number three. Oh, wait, yours was. Two. No, no, so three. Three was, was yes, yeah, so it's your three. Yes, I think it's time for your three. We all liked Hatefully. I mean, I didn't watch that extended version, I did. by the way. Yeah, I haven't watched yet. it yet. So I didn't see it before. Like the first time I watched it, I did the extended version on Netflix, which is, yeah. you know, like a four part movie. That's how, or a four part show. That's kind of how I thought of it. And um, I can't compare it to the other because I haven't seen it, but. Um, I have seen the extended version, yes. Let's see, um, it's like a play. Like if someone wanted to stage that movie as like a play on Broadway, they probably could because it's yeah. you know it's more or it's less perfect. in one location and yeah. it's it, it it reminded me a lot of like a stage play, um, you know, and had so it is kind of focused on the actors and the and like the set. Um, it was very well. I I gotta rewatch it eventually. I have to write it down to uh, rewatch the extended version. Yeah, it's probably yeah. worth watching. I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot to like about it. I mean. But, you know, it's Tarantino, so it's very long and self-indulgent. And yes, um, <laughs> there's some stupid dialogue from stupid, Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah, that I, don't, but, I don't like. I would, I think we're over what we're thinking, but it's, it's uh, but but you know, I do. You know, I like Tarantino, but you know, let's face it, the, the his movies are very long and self-indulgent. So mm-hmm. this is is that as well. So as long as yeah. you know that going in, then it'll be fine. Yeah. Now my number three is a Madsen classic, which is Supreme Sanction. <laughs> Oh, so okay. this is during his Hawaiian shirt era where he, sure he mostly wore Hawaiian shirts <laughs> yeah. with most of the buttons undone. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one I haven't seen before. Oh, oh man, this, no. This, this is a PM classic. I mean, no, it's not a PM movie. Oh, it's not. It was a TV movie. Right. So, but was it, yeah. was it, um, it's on, it's on, it's free. So I could, I could definitely check this one out. Wait, I, I, oh, I'm thinking of something talking. else. Yes. Which I might be mentioning. Okay. All right. Like, never mind. I'm so. jumping the gun. Sorry. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Yeah, but this is great. It's Christy Swanson. She's a hit woman, and Madsen's the villain. It's great. And you, I remember you watched it, Brett, and he had some funny line readings with his voice. You know, it's like, I'm going to kill your kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How do I possibly describe okay. how he delivers his lines? We can try. Like, Go ahead. I, I wish I'd watched it, like at least some clips before doing this recording, because I'm mm. instantly trying to remember. But they were like, I don't want to say drunk, but maybe a little tipsy, but with a little flair and flourish, but also shatnerized somewhat. <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to kill your kids and like i can't even <laughs> do it but yeah his, his delivery in that movie is very interesting yeah. worth worth to watch the movie for that which is again what can we you can't say that about a lot of other actors but you know we want you want to watch a movie simply because of the way he delivers his lines it's um it, it, yeah i'm glad you brought that up ty i forgot about that uh, no problem <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at the so, quote section of IMDb, and they have one it? quote of his. They don't have that one, but they have this okay. one here. The dog won't hunt. But her sleep. <laughs> 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 it's the only one that I see. For him. The other ones are, yeah. are Christmas Swanson's. But. but see, it's more in that movie. It's more like how he says the lines. Like, I don't know if the yeah. line itself is like super yeah. clever. It's just like right. kind of how he puts his Madsenist spin on it. You know. Right. <laughs> so let's see. What is your number two, Matt? So my number two, you, you you mentioned it a bit ago. It's Vice. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. Um, I think obviously Madsen, um, you know, Daryl Hannah's in it. Um, Mark Boone Jr., um, someone that you don't always expect to see. You know, he he kind of does a lot of stuff. Mark Boone Jr., but he's really great in this as a vice cop as well. I think it it's one of those things where uh, movies like this, again, like like we were talking about with with Madsen's career. It, you just don't know what you're gonna get when you when you see a mid 2000s. Uh, this one's a little bit better than you might think. It's yeah, like... yeah. I I really enjoyed it. It really worked for me, and I think um, you know I I think that the Madsen in it in particular. So the Madsen in it is like throughout most of the movie he's just good Madsen, and then it's like almost like he's unleashed at the end and. You don't always get that kind of Madsen where he just really goes for it because he, he doesn't really get many opportunities to do it. And and I think that really That's a really, good point. Yeah. I mean, usually he's just like, you know, because we talk about how he can play any kind of character. A lot of times the characters he's getting are, you know, they're, they're kind of just more like quick, easy one note kind of characters. But it's like that last 20 minutes, he just when he just goes for it like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I I. You know, it was it, it reaffirmed my faith in Madsen if I ever had lost it, which I don't know if I ever really lost it. But it was, I can never lose that. No, it just it, if I needed a reminder of how good he is, or if anybody needs a reminder of how good he is, watch the. I mean, it's almost like the way Harvey Keitel was in Bad Lieutenant. Madsen kind of brings that same energy to the end of this movie. Have I seen that, Ty? <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get, sometimes I get the titles a little mixed up. But who yes. else is in that? Dale Hannah. Uh, Michael T. Williamson. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, yes, yeah. all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah you're right. Yeah, it was yeah. more gritty and dark and yeah. um, had a sort of grim kind of feel to it. But I get yeah. that mixed up with Chasing Ghosts because I saw that around the same time. Um, and yeah, it also so, has kind of a similar feel, but I, I think yeah. Vice was better. Right? Yeah, Chasing Ghosts is good. You know, you got Meat Love, you got Gary Busey, you got Rooker. Yeah, but it was all about Corey Large, right? Corey Large and Shannon Sossaman, one of our greatest actresses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> um, very, very flat. <laughs> but that could be something we talk about in the future where 
it's one of these movies where they get a bunch of these B movie actors together, but really they're not in it that much. And it's more a vehicle for like a person you've really? never heard of before. Like yeah. Corey large, like yeah. Corey large, like who's, Corey, that? who's Corey large. <laughs> and there's, there's a lot of examples of that. There's Scott wiper. There's, yeah. um, I can't think of the guy. There's some name, other but... ones. I think his name's Brett actually Brett something. Yeah. Um, and then I... there's stiletto. Um, yeah, that was, um, what's that guy's uh, name? Oh, but I know I'm thinking of uh, like what's his, the movie with Tom Sizemore was called not like Ticking Clock but it's a similar title but some other well, Sizemore is also in Stiletto he's the best part of Stiletto yeah Dollar but Bill. yeah it's like something I think if you want to get a movie made like in Hollywood yeah. DTV like you get a bunch of these people but it's really you're like a guy who's making it you're like a indie type guy like you're so, the you're the main dude you know yeah like, but they but of course you can't sell it that way you know because no, no but you get your you biling or your Madison yeah, yeah exactly. And, Maybe yeah. if you're lucky, you can get like, you know, Michael Bean or something like that. Like, whoa, you guys have a movie. You know, like, of course, now, you know, you, you have a better chance than ever of getting Danny Glover, you know, because <laughs> he, he did he play really Squid in Death Squad. Yeah. yeah. Was it Squid or Sponge? Or whatever. One of the two. He always, there's always a character with a name like that in these movies, yeah. you know, and he's right. usually like a computer tech and he has weird hair. He has weird hair and he has a beard. He's old. And he's like, I'm on a computer. It's like, great. It's like, <laughs> Because like, usually that's played by like an actor you've never heard of. It's not usually played by Danny Glover. Yeah. I mean, well, that usually, was kind of some, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's usually played by like a fake Christopher Titus or something. Yeah, well, exactly, like... which we've seen, <laughs> not, and not just Christopher Titus, the fake Christopher Titus. We saw fake Christopher Titus in Crash Dive Two or Countermeasures. Fake Christopher Titus. <laughs> he they couldn't get the, the other one. Huh? Yeah, yeah no. he's like, wait, that's supposed to be him, right? It's like. Course well, he was busy with his uh, game show, Titus. or not game show, his, his uh, sitcom. Yeah, you love Titus. <laughs> yeah. What, Did you what like Titus, it? Matt? Yeah. What, what, well, Titus is a show. So Titus, I always remember, right, from like <laughs> when you watch football um, on Sundays, because uh, it was on Fox on Sunday nights, they would always advertise it. And I was like, do I want to watch this? And it had that other actor, that character actor, right, who was like Stacey Keach. in Boston. Stacey Keach. But wasn't there the other one that kind of like the the doughy kind of like um like Irish guy from Boston? Who's like in a bunch of? I can't think of his name. It's like Larry something or. Uh, oh, like, I know who you're talking about. He's like a fat dude. Right, and he's just like, yeah, he's like, got the, the thick accent. And he's like, so the reason why I know him is like, whenever you watch a Boston sports thing, he's always like doing some kind of charity something, and he like shows up to talk about the team. He's like, I can't believe Zander Bogots is doing all this stuff right now. It's horrible. And, you know, <laughs> and they're like, hey, thanks for coming on. Yeah, we, you know, what's your new show you got coming out? Oh, I've got this new show. It's going to be on for an, a season and done. And you know, and that's like all he does. Um, I, I want to say he was on Titus, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, I I don't think I've ever heard Christopher Titus say anything I thought was funny. But then again, I haven't really followed his career too much so i don't want to seem unfair to christopher titus um but i don't remember like watching something with titus and like busting a gut laughing like i kind of always thought he was like a guy who's like not that funny but hey you know well, it's all we had it's it's a, yeah, it's all we had. yeah yeah you know you got you had your titus you had uh what's that other weird show reba. Like reba no speaking of this weird kind of like these kind of like not like the man show but remember the oh, show yes. was in 2000 it was called like the x factor or something yes. like that do you remember this brett um uh, is that the one where it's like footage of like on like well, pe- of people no, on their motocross dudes. bikes and they were no, it's like a bunch of or... it's like a bunch of like frat dudes because Mancho was very popular. So they had a show called The X Factor. I think it was that's what it was called. Yeah, so, is that also fifty four episodes. No, no, oh, that's uh, what's it called? The other half. The other, the other, the other half. half. Remember the other half, Matt? Yes, yes. It was their answer to the View. So it was a bunch of men talking in the afternoon. <laughs> Do you want to you want to say all the four people? Oh my God! Can we do it. Dick Clark. Yep. 
he was like the Barbara Walters. He was yes. like the elder statesman of the group. Um, oh man, we've talked about this before. Um, I feel I'm on the spot. Wait, who? Okay. Was Doctor Drew one of them? There was a doctor, right, of some sort. Ty, yeah. do you know who they are? Well, oh, I know oh Danny Bonaduce, Danny Bonaduce, Dick Clark, John Sally, and Mario Lopez. <sighs> Never would have guessed John Sally. That's People right. always forget Sally. Okay. Yes, because John Sally <laughs> was doing a show on Fox. Yeah sports called them it was called the best damn sports show period but i think most people looked at it as the worst damn sports show <laughs> exclamation point but but yeah that's it. sally was able to, to parlay that into that uh, other half show but that does uh kind of tie back to the bob costas talk of earlier because uh yeah um yeah it was called the x show by the way oh the see yeah no. from 99 to 2001 on fx because there's also max x What's that one? That was like a syndicated show with like sports accidents, right? It was oh, like okay. someone on a motocross bike falling Whoa, off a hill crash. or something. Like, yeah, and it was like, and you, they had the Max X list where like it was like a top ten. <laughs> I think I've seen that, like an syndication. Because it, it was around the time of Mansers. Yes. So I think from what I remember, the announcer was like screaming, and they're like Mansers. Yes. Yeah. So it was like it's like a Max X, you know. Yeah. So and it was very Mountain Dewy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of that stuff in the early 2000s. Like one, right. It was the, the extreme sports thing. Cause I think everybody thought that was going to be the next thing. And then it, after poker. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Was, that was like, it was like, I think it was like, like motocross, like, like snowboarding, all of that. Then it was poker. Then it was MMA, which is kind of still hung on a little bit, yeah. but, but it's like, there's always the next thing. I think pickleball is the new next thing. <laughs> yeah. We're just talking about that. Yeah. yeah, which is, you know, slightly less extreme than the others. But, you know, hey. Well, you can do I it guess... when you're up in, in, in your senior age. I mean, you know, pickleball would actually be the best thing for, for like, aging athletes. So it's like, you know, if you're in your 60s or 70s and as an athlete, you could play pickleball and, mm -hmm. like, use your stardom that way, I think. But maybe Well, maybe we're going to see that soon, you know. Yeah. Um, so back to Michael Madsen. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot. Where are we? I'm so lost. Uh, is it so, Matt's turn? Oh, so <laughs> it's, no, it's my turn. Uh, well, two was your, wait, what was two, Matt, for you? So my two was Vice. Oh, Vice. Vice. Yeah, my Vice. two is The Ghost. <laughs> yeah, that, this okay. is what I was waiting for. Now we're talking. <laughs> Matt, have you seen The Ghost? I don't think I have. You no, need I, to see The Ghost. Buy it now. This okay. is, or just somehow see it. It's, see it. This is one of the okay. best how do I even describe it? It's not just that it's a great Michael Madsen movie. It's just such a fun, entertaining movie yeah. that you will love. Like you just, you brew up some popcorn or whatever, get some drinks and because like, you, you just, it's like a fun movie. Um, there's a great character. Which there's a, we will yeah, not there's a give yeah, away at yes, all. Yes. There's a great character and it's not Michael Madsen. It's another character. Yes. It's kind of a su surprise side character for a second. That's all. And it, he, he's awesome. He is yeah. awesome. He makes okay. the movie. The whole thing is, is, is wackadoo. It's, it's uh, weirdly it, edited also. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I yeah. remember when this was coming out, I was like, I have to see this movie. It looks awesome. And it took a really long time to see it. It is awesome, but probably not for the reasons you thought. <laughs> well, I think every Madsen movie was awesome in the early <laughs> well, 2000s. It's like, yes, Michael Madsen, another great movie coming out. But did I, you see this at the time or only relatively no, recently only when we watched it? When we watched it, I never had a chance. And that was the first time watch for you? Yeah. And were you disappointed? No, of course not. <laughs> I have one quick thing about the other half. Oh, okay. It was not um, John Sally. It was Melody Alderman. What? Oh, Melody, is that a woman? Well, this is very confusing. How could a woman be on the other half? That's what I thought. I was like, this is confusing. 
All right, no, I'm going to no, no, say no. I'm going to double check this right now. No, no, I, it was Sally. I, I remember yeah. Sally being on the show. I think, unless my memories are like now changed. Or... No, no, there's some, something's up here. Okay, let's see. So the show was hosted by Dick Clark, Danny Bonaduce, Mar Lopez, and cosmetic surgeon Dr. Jan Adams, who replaced but who was later replaced by actor Dorian Gregory. So it wasn't John Sally. Uh, but Matt, you were right that there was a doctor. Yeah, yeah there was a doctor. Dr. Jan Dr. Adams. Drew, he must have been on something else. I think I remember that it wasn't Dr. Drew. Now that you oh, okay. So yeah, I won't get the right thing. I guess so. if Dr. Drew's not available, you get Dr. Jan Adams. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, also. <laughs> well, now, now or the, the doctors. Now the famous uh, plastic surgeon that they have on things is um, uh, lead singer from Quiet Riot, Kevin Dubrow's brother. <laughs> oh. um, I don't remember his first name, but he, he's also, you know, because, um, yeah, it, it's something Dubrow, but he's, he's like the famous plastic surgeon that they have on things now. He's like a Vegas plastic surgeon who like, you know, has products and things like that. So, um, yeah. It's, it, and when I found, I, when I saw his last name was Dubrow, I'm like, is he related to, to the lead singer of Quiet Right? And turned out, yeah, he's the younger brother. Of nice. Him, so. Wow. Yeah. What a family. Yeah. I'm. Wow. Oh, I'm jealous of that family. That's like I Brett Michaels and Sean Michaels. I mean, <laughs> the, the Michaels family must be so proud. I mean, right. and they really should be. It's yeah. like, you know, the best Brett Michaels song is uh, "Go That Way." Uh, it's an original song. They, they, I think he maybe briefly sang it on um, uh, "Rock of Love." So it's like, <laughs> and you probably remember yes and i've seen every episode of rock of love <laughs> my wife and i just did we did the whole series of them um excellent we did, we did like all three back to back nice you have to yeah i think yeah. they're on tubi or something like that but yeah we we kind of went through all of them and it, it is a it's a fascinating time capsule because you don't think of the late 2000s as being like anything like his you know in the past or anything like that but i think because things change so much now that when you go back and watch it, like, you know, the cell phone technology, I mean, there was one um, thing where they were they were um, advertising ringbacks or special ring, you know, <laughs> ringtones, like ring, ringtones, like you, you would get a special, yeah, I remember. like you'd get your own like ringtone or something like you could you could set up ringtones for people or something like that. I can't remember. What it was like, oh, yeah, of, yeah. No, that's how it was. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Certain person calls, they get their own ringtone. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, because I mean, yeah, I mean, that was on. back then. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that oh, was before Twitter. I mean, it was before lots of things we have now that we take for. It might even have been before Facebook, or at least before the dominance of Facebook. So it was before all that. It was. It's like MySpace. MySpace. You know, that was, MySpace, was, MySpace was like the hot thing. I mean, yeah. hence one shot of love, Tila Tequila. Yeah, um, was, I mean that has MySpace. That. Yeah, yeah, MySpace written all over. They even say that like I saw you on MySpace. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> right, cause, yeah, because Facebook at that time was only for college students. And right. then they opened it up to everybody. And somehow they somehow, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, cause he's good at stealing things. And I think he oh, stole yes. all of the MySpace stuff. Yeah, and, he stole from the freaking Winklevoss twins. Right, exactly. Yeah. Allegedly. And he stole from Tom. Tom. Right. He stole from Tom. Where is Tom? He's probably right. steaming that. No, Tom's <laughs> doing all right. He made a lot oh, of money. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to see another picture of him. He's always that same blurry picture. He's like smiling, giving you a thumbs up. I know, I'm you, top. You always knew when someone was really new to MySpace because they had yeah. deleted Tom from their top five friends on yeah. MySpace. Or the top eight. I remember top eight. Top eight. Very, very. He's like, you better be in my top eight. You know, it's like. Yes. Well, one thing I remember about MySpace because I first started the blog during the MySpace time, and um, mm -hmm. there was two women that had a site called Bruce's Angels because they were huge Bruce Payne fans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, now you can just stop there and end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was going to start my Gary Cole and Gary Hudson Angels, um, right. and, but they stole my idea. Right. But but now I was using like a really my computer at the time was was kind of like older and it didn't have a lot of of, of RAM, so you could shut it down really easily with anything. And they posted this huge like sparkling GIF of 
of um, Bruce Payne on my MySpace wall. And, like, anytime I'd go into MySpace, it would just shut my computer. So I had to delete it. I felt really bad. I was like, you know, I'm really sorry. I had to delete this because um, it was really cool that you did that, you know, that you were like, you know, uh, supporting my, my my new site, you know, because I was I was you know new at that time with MySpace and all that, but I was like, sorry, I had to delete it because you're like killing. Well, and because you're probably a, a, as big a Bruce Payne fan as anyone, except yeah. them, I guess. Uh, the thing I always would complain about to them was like, because they would suggest movies, and I was like, well, I don't like his movies where he doesn't have his his natural accent. When he has an American accent, I'm not as big of a fan. And so they would tell me like, oh, you should watch this one, but actually, you probably aren't going to like it because he has an American accent in that one. <laughs> but what's the movie? What's the Bruce Payne where the Mario Van Peebles? Um, He's like a werewolf. Uh, oh, what am I thinking? Full eclipse. Full, full eclipse. Yeah, that was Bruce Payne, right? Yeah, it was. So. And, My um, memory is that he was really good. In that. Yeah, yeah. I know that was good. Unrated Have you seen that? I don't think I've seen that one. I don't oh, know. there, there's something Watch for it. your for your movie list. The it ghost and full eclipse. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so anyway, a, the ghost is a winner. The ghost is a huge winner. You'll yeah. laugh your head off. It's amazing. Michael Madsen as Dan Olinghouse is great. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it gets into that realm of which we still have yet to come up with a word for it but it's movies like um a, a samurai cop a miami connection yeah. um you know the uh, it's really close uh, to it I think. get even it's like these yeah. weird wacky movies that had no intention of being wacky like you can never like intentionally make a movie like that it just kind of came out weird yeah. it's like that if you so it's like one of those yeah but all yeah. the people in it too i mean you've got um, Tagawa, Brad yep. Gurif, James yep. Hong, George Chung, um, yeah, Richard Hatch. I yep. mean, not not the survivor Richard. No, Hatch, we always have to say that. that yeah. Not the naked guy. No. <laughs> right, exactly. Naked guy doesn't pay his taxes. Just doesn't pay his taxes. Yeah. Pay your taxes, dude. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I get the instinct. I get so, it. You know, look at Snipes. He didn't pay his taxes, and then right. we had a long gap between movies for him. Right. So maybe pay your taxes that we lost, like, well, at least two, three years to straight the videos for Snipes. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, that's Wesley Snipes, and we want Wesley Snipes to come back. Do we really care what the survivor Richard Hatch does? No, we already talked about him in an action star moment. Remember, he was, like, you know, he's sneaking it in into some place to an office. Yeah. He's naked. And yeah, out. okay, let's not, let's not retread that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But we can do number one. Anyway, the ghost. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the so ghost. So Matt, what do you so got? We have number I, one. I, I wouldn't say for my number one, it was Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Um, oh. Fair okay. Enough. Well, we have no uh, overlap. So, well, no overlap in the whole list, right? That's yeah. interesting because I, I kind of have a feeling maybe what your number one might be. Um, so be <laughs> Which I I almost gave it away. Yeah. But, uh, I think I you think, might know what it is. I think Reservoir Dogs and, and what potentially might be your number one movie are the two that kind of introduce the world to Madsen. Um, yeah. If, if I'm thinking your number one is right. And yep. I think Reservoir Dogs, again, I was hesitant to even have it on my list, to be honest. And I was like, well, if I have it on my list, it has to be number one mm-hmm. uh, because it just, I don't know. Yeah. The whole crew, the, the, you know, the t- from a Tarantino movie standpoint, I, I kind of, there's movies of his that I like better. I mean, I, I like Hateful Eight better, for example. I like Pulp Fiction better. Um, I, I like the interactions in Jackie Brown between Pam Greer and, and, and Robert Forster better. Mm. Than Reservoir Dogs, but Reservoir Dogs was like one of those movies where it was like we saw Pulp Fiction in the early '90s, and we were just like, we got to see as much more Tarantino as we can. And at that time, there was only Reservoir Dogs as the other Tarantino. Right, so. unless you wanted to watch True Romance, which he right. wrote. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so we watched Reservoir Dogs, and it was like this thing where it was like, wow, like these, you know, it, I mean, you know, Keitel was great in it, you know, um, uh, yeah, Lawrence Tierney, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah, Chris uh, Penn. Buscemi. Yeah. 
Chris yeah. Penn, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the but, cast is un, it's, unbeatable. It's, it's un, yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah, but the the one right, the one difference between Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction was it didn't have you know. Ma- I guess Matson was supposed to be Travolta's role in Pulp Fiction, and he. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, like, yeah. I think he could have pulled that off. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. could have done that. Yeah, and who knows, his career might have been completely different, right? If he'd been able to. I mean, I guess it's weird because I think people had an idea of what think, of, of what Travolta was, and they were like happy yeah. to resurrect his career after Pulp Fiction. So you you never know with with um. With, if, if Madsen had done it, if he would have had the well, same trajectory with, a, with his that's career. That's the thing. That's what Madsen says. So, you know, he kicks himself sometimes. I think he was stuck making Wyatt Earp when they were making yeah. Pulp Fiction. It's uh, like, oh, no. Not Wyatt Earp. I mean, it Earp. might not have been entirely his fault. I mean, he yeah. probably shouldn't kick himself. I, I feel like there's a lot of studio, you know, suits that would rather have Travolta, you know. But even that, um, well, Travolta was falling off. He, he made, look who's talking now, you know, to talking dogs. <laughs> well, know, no, so. but that's what they say. It was his big, you know, comeback and resurgence. And and I like that. Travolta. And, and because know, but, I, I think it would have had a similar thing, for, you know, a similar effect for Madsen. But the thing is, Travolta had a lot different history yeah. than Madsen, you know. So I don't I know. It's tough that. to say. There's something about Travolta and Pulp Fiction that it makes it a, a better movie in a way. Yeah, because you, you got to have them. Because yeah. it's yeah, it's not like some goofy guy. Not I'm not saying that Madsen's goofy. I mean, it's not it's it's not it like um, serious, you know. Because Pulp Fiction no, is like a comedy almost. Yeah, well, for the most part, dark comedy. Because you know, Travolta has gone silly, is what I mean in the past. Oh, yeah. So they're trying to say, okay, here's a more serious side. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of humor in Pulp Fiction, but you know what I mean. It's it's he's shooting people. He's like a hitman. We haven't really seen Travolta like that before. No. Because if you you remember when the when the trailer came out for Pulp Fiction, there I think if Madsen had been in Travolta's part, it wouldn't have had the same effect of like, well, what is this? I gotta yeah. see this because yeah, right. Travolta in the in the trailer dancing opposite Uma Thurman, mm-hmm. and he's got like this ponytail and this <laughs> suit and yeah, there's something it, about it. Right, yeah. right. It's like, what is this? I've got to see this movie. I I, I want to know what this is. And I don't know if it would have had that same vibe. Well, yeah, it would have had more of an indie vibe, like indie Reservoir vibe, Dogs. more of, yeah, more of a kind of a serious kind of. They, no, Travolta puts it into that big league vibe, the yeah. A-list vibe. Whereas, you know, if it was Madsen, it would have been great, but it would have been more like a Reservoir Dogs. I, yeah, I, exactly. I so I understand that. And I think Madsen, you know, kicked himself a bunch of other projects. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, if he's going to kick himself, that that's the least of his concerns. It's like, <laughs> I would definitely, yeah, I think he's kicked himself a lot. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, but so, uh, but yeah, I can see why you picked it for number one because you're right. People certainly of our age group, I mean, that's yeah. probably the first time we became aware of Michael Madsen. So, and then how, how could you not love him after that? And then you could see why Tarantino loved him and why he continued to use him because he has that charisma, the it factor. Yeah, and he, you know, and he obviously was in it more in Kill Bill. But hey, it's nice to see Madsen. Trust me, I was excited to see Madsen back in the theater when Kill Bill came out. It's like, yeah. yes, Madsen's back in the theater. I think I might have even told you that, Brett, back then. <laughs> well, it's like. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, yes. It's a, it's an. I mean, and, and and actually, I didn't realize this. We're coming up on the 30th anniversary. I think it might be playing in the theater now. I didn't even think of that. That it's actually um, it's it's there's probably like 30th anniversary. Um, yeah, it's actually playing in the. Theater I mean, there would be a Q and A with Madsen. Oh, Mr. Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got off the cops here. <laughs> right. How'd you do that, Mr. Madsen, sir? Well, I just use it and then. <laughs> okay. All right. So this this that that gruff mumbling will lead us perfectly into your number one time. Yes, which is executive target. Yes. Oh, like, was that the one no, you were thinking I thought, of? I thought you were gonna have species for your number one. So this oh. no, no. You probably it's wouldn't have species target. and species too. No, no. Executive target is the is his masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> now that's when I said there was a PM movie where it wears yes, a Hawaiian shirt. That was it. 
Yeah, That's the, the one I was talking yep. about. Yes, it was. No, executive target has to be number one because, you know, first I got the money, then I got the press. <laughs> yeah, he has some very Madsen-y line readings that <laughs> are just killer. so much yeah. so what? fun. The whole movie is just a lot of fun it, yeah. in that PM yeah. style. Yeah, you know, the killer car chases and explosions, and then it's like, I think someone asked him about the underground command center. Yes. So, and uh, Angie Roy Scheider. Don't forget about Scheider. Scheider is the press. I'm going to get Roy Scheider. Yeah, this one is was, was an honorable mention of mine. Oh, so, okay. So, I, I really like this one. I think you're like, so, so one of the interesting things about Executive Target was um, I had always thought I'd reviewed this one. And I was doing a review that had Roy Scheider in it, and I was talking about the fact that he's the only person who's played the president in two different movies on the site. And then I realized that, actually, no, there's another movie he plays the president. I also well, there's the Peacekeeper. There's right? the Peacekeeper. I think there's one he did with... um with uh, Oh, he played, oh, Chain of Command. He plays the president of that, too. That's Michael right. Bean and yeah. Muldoon. Muldoon. Patrick Muldoon. Yeah. That's right. So that's the, that was the other one that I thought I'd reviewed. Yeah. So that would actually have been three for him. So this is one that I, I thought I had done. Um, yeah, and I think this is also that period of time. He does a, a few with Angie Everhart, I think, right? I think they were dating at the time. Oh, really? Or There's a power couple that. for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, but what's the other? Uh, oh, oh, I know. The Real Deal. You know, the movie deal. I've never seen. Yeah. It's sitting in my pile, but I, hear, I can always hear it's kind of garbagey. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get it to in a couple of decades. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not available. So that's one that's hard to get to because it's um, yeah. it's 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 hard to like find. It, it's I, yeah, I don't think it's easy to get a copy of it. I think if you've got it, a was copy hard. Of it, then you're yeah, it was hard to could... find anyway. I got lucky at Game Exchange. Yeah, so. yeah, because it's also I, I, it's hard one to get on YouTube because um, I I don't think I found it on YouTube because it's like, you know, real deal. There's like so many different things that real deal yeah. could be when you when you search. I know for it's it. tricky. To find. I've never maybe I'll have to watch it. I mean, I know. I just hear it so stupid, but but, yeah, but you like, you should have watched it before this podcast because that would have been oh, perfect. That's a good that would have point. been the perfect excuse. Like, okay, I finally have to watch the real well, deal. Yeah. I did watch. Uh, did I just watch a Madsen? Okay, now I just forgot. Probably because you're always <laughs> you're always watching something that Madsen's probably in. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's so yeah, it's a it's a PM classic. I mean, yeah. you know, even without Madsen, it would probably still be a PM classic. But Madsen puts it over the top. Yeah. You know. Well, the fact that you have Madsen in PM, and so the interesting thing about this one, Executive Target, is it's at that sort of that that waning period for PM, right? Yeah. Where they're kind of towards the end of it, and and the whole thing, right? The whole like '90s action boom is starting to kind of fade a bit. But they had these hits at the end, so I think Executive Targets one, um, uh, Recoil, obviously, you know, is a huge one. Um, I want to say it wasn't um. I was trying to think if um skyscraper. Uh, yeah, skyscraper was around that time too, wasn't it? Was it later? Yes, later? and I feel like that was later. And then yeah. Madsen, there was also another PM called The Sender, and it's about like aliens, which I've seen. Oh, aliens and Robert Vaughn. Of course, it has Robert Vaughn. Yeah, and we all love Robert Vaughn's uh, hair. So it's like, <laughs> and what was the one? Um, oh, I cannot think of it now. This is this is horrible that I'm I'm like blanking. Which, well, obviously, Land of the Free and, was also from that period. But, oh. Um, I know what Ma- Go ahead. The oh, underground. You're trying also- to think of a late period PM. It doesn't and have Madsen. And I remember yeah. the other Angie with Madsen, which is the Stray. And that's Frank Zagarino. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they did those those few together. Yeah. But yeah. And then um yeah the the underground recoil and landed. I mean there there were some good ones at the end there. And this oh one, yeah. Executive Target fits with that period where you, you kind of look at the the late 90s as not being quite as good as sort of that early 90s 
DTV period. Mm. I think once you get past 95, things start to go downhill a little bit. And PM managed to pump out some some classics from that period that stand up like with the right, early, I mean, yeah, right towards true. the end. But yeah, I mean, to yeah. me, the death knell of DTV is like the later 90s into the early 2000s, like yeah. 98, yeah. 99, 2000. That's like, that was the doldrums. But yeah, you're right. PM definitely pulled out some classics there towards the end. And, you know, because you have some bad Lamas movies in the late 90s where it's like the debt or something like that. That's boring. And it's like, (laughs) where's my where's my renegade at? But it's but it's kind of like the silly effect where it's like it's where they come out with a movie like The Underground because they've done everything else, so it just has this kind of silly feel to it. I, I love The Underground. I, well, I, yeah, I on this movie. podcast, I've mentioned how my love for this movie, The Underground. It, um, well, we did on the podcast. It's over under. You know, right, like, right, right, right. Because so, I, I remember I first heard about Underground. So this was one that slipped by me. Like I didn't see it. Uh, sure, it's kind of a generic title. I mean, just The yeah. Underground. You would never, you know, know. Yeah, and I remember John Cross from After Movie Diner. He was on the podcast. We we're talking about. Um, we we're actually talking about uh, Speakman, I think. And he somehow the underground came up and he's like, oh, this movie's amazing. Just look at it. And you look at the cover and there's Fahey on a moving car. Um, but then like even that, like the Fahey on the moving car gives you like a taste of what's going to be in there. But yep. it doesn't really sell the fact that you've got, you know, you've got the the Las, was it the Las Vegas disco? Experience? Disco connection. <laughs> Gregory Scott Cummins, one of his best roles. Right. That, that, that whole plot device is completely insane. Yeah. It's great. It's so yeah. great. I've already talked about how great it, I think it is. So I don't yeah. want to repeat, but it's great. Yeah. I, but I think. It, it, go exec, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I think executive target fits that late. That the, the sort of that, that that higher end late PM. Yes. No, I agree. I definitely agree. I do want to mention some other Madsons. Um, oh, okay. From the so these are your honorable Madsons? Well, no, I just, well, kind of. But I mean, like, there's the alternate or, you know, what's that one? It's Eric Roberts and Michael yes. Madsen, the diehard knockoff, Brian yeah. Genesee. Genesee. Uh, I mean, Agent of Death, right? And then there's Sacrifice, which is also worth watching. Did you watch that, Brett? I, um, I think, I, think up, yeah. I did, yes. It's Madsen, Bokeem Woodbine, and um, yeah. Joshua Leonard. Uh, and, you might have seen it. I mean, that around Mark the time of chasing ghosts and vice, they start yeah. to bleed together. Yeah, Diane Farr. <laughs> ah, yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. I just want yes. to mention a couple more. And then there's one that's kind of stupid, which is called Fall, The Price of Silence. Right. Which, <laughs> well, that, that was a movie we got on eBay and had trouble getting or something. I tr- well, yeah, I, I fought some guy named Mutt Myers on eBay about 15 years ago. And it's like, <laughs> I got him, but it's like, I hate Mutt Myers. <laughs> so you got into a bidding war over fall with some yeah. guy named Mutt Myers. Yeah, with one T, that... by the way. <laughs> okay, so like... well, now that's on the podcast forever. Yeah, so... well, I always want to talk about Mutt Myers. But, <laughs> but the thing about fall is that it's like a half comedy. It's, you know, it's Madsen and Daniel Baldwin. It's directed by Daniel Baldwin. And that's Chad McQueen and Joe Mantenga for two seconds. And it's like, and it's like, this is a straight to video blockbuster movie. And also, um, I want to mention Inspectors 2, A Shred of Evidence. (laughs) Okay, because that's about postal inspectors. But first of all, it's Jonathan Silverman, Lou Gossett Jr., and Madsen as the villain. And the last (laughs) one I want to quickly mention, a couple more actually, is Luck of the Draw. Yeah. Yeah, it's all those great people, Eric Roberts and. That's an iced tea and William Forsythe. Do you see that one, Brett? Might have a no, I don't believe I've seen that one. I mean, it's this is straight to video mm-hmm. all over the board. You know, <laughs> you've seen that one, right, Matt? Yeah, um, yeah. James Marshall. Yeah. Know? What did I think? I, I, I reviewed it I for think, the site, and um, you know, it was like I, it was it was kind of like um, 
it, yeah, it, there was it was one of those things like you said. It's got the names. It's got like all the names. It's all your there. favorite names. And, and well, so, Matt's now Zippo. Right, right, right. And then yeah, Mark Singer I think is in it. Is that am I right? Uh, all I know is it's James Marshall, Hopper, Madsen, Eric Roberts, Ice T, William Forsythe. Yeah. You know, he plays uh, Zippo. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, our buddy Zippo. Yeah. And then one final thing is Ultimate Target because that's we saw that a long time ago, Brett. It took a long time to see him and Gary Daniels. Yes, I remember we were underwhelmed yeah. by that. Yeah, Michael Madsen's uncle, whatever, because he made these weird movies, you know, Bad Guys in Hell, Ultimate Target, Outlaw. Um, he, those were never really released. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you, you wanted to quickly mention yeah, all the, the one uh, unreleased yeah. Madsons. Yes, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. I love to see Outlaw. That would be like both Spencer and Madsen. I'm <laughs> right. waiting. Because <laughs> Ultimate Target, that was one. I mean, that's the one that. The only three people that have reviewed it are are are, uh, are us and that action Freunde again. Um, I think there was like a was it like a, a Greek DVD rip that was floating around or something? Yeah, I was hanging around YouTube uh, yeah. for a little bit. Oh, yeah. and of course, no podcast with, with Madsen can't be mentioned about Diamond Cartel and Last Hour. Yes, I, I so still need like, to see Diamond Cartel. It's you got to see Diamond Cartel. From. Last, I haven't seen Last Hour, right? I don't. We did actually. I think we did. Which one is yeah. that? As DMX and Paul Savino and a rice paddy hat. Yeah. Right. Oh, that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. List. I just couldn't remember the one. title. Yeah. Yeah. That's unforgettable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely on my list as well. I've got I, I, every time unbelievable I, mess. I, I come away with a huge to watch list. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it's a definitely. I've got to take a break from watching NHL hockey and start. Yeah. Take a break from the uh, Mark yeah. Messier and Watson Madsen. <laughs> Mark Madsen. Like, yeah. Mark. Mark Madsen. <laughs> Wait, but yeah, so the ghost and what was the other one we said you really have to watch? Um, so, well, the ghost. Oh, um, oh well, if you uh, listen back to Supreme, this, Supreme Sanction. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, kind of just kind of all these ones we've been talking about, though. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Just watch any Madsen movie. Well, no, no, Ghost. <laughs> no, the Ghost no. is different from any yeah. old Madsen. That's movie. true. The Ghost yeah. and Supreme Sanction. Yeah, so, I've got to uh, track that one down. Supreme Sanction's available. That one's uh, on okay. Freebie or whatever. Um, yes, it has their own song. Tubi. Yeah, Freebie. <laughs> um, wait, so Ty, you had a dishonorable Madsen? Well, it was just Ukum, aka Ultimate Killing Machine, but we can go to uh, uh, <laughs> Mads' honorable mention. So, so I have to put in one here that's a maybe a dishonorable mention, but I, okay. I have to bring up. I'm a sorry, a dishonorable Madsen. Dishonorable yeah. Madsen, yeah. <laughs> the dishonorable Madsen, yeah, perfect. Yeah, honorable Madsen to too. Up, you know, I think I'm contractually obligated whenever anybody who was in this movie uh, we're doing a podcast about. I have to bring up extreme honor. Um, okay. I, yes. Oh, oh, a forty-pound pork roast. The seven hundred pound pork roast. Exactly. Four hundred pound pork roast. Yeah, yeah. I, it's again. It's the cover tells you that you've got Madsen, Olivier Gruner, and and um, Michael Ironside, um, and instead you get a three hundred pound pork roast for <laughs> yeah, Dan Anderson. Dan Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Which and, and again, I feel bad because I shouldn't be making fun of him. It wasn't his fault. The movie was packaged the way it was. I was kind of more like. You know, this it was from, from a bait and switch standpoint. I think it, it's it's up there as perhaps one of the most egregious and hundred percent. Yeah, and, and Madsen in particular, I think, really really hurts it because this poor guy, this poor Dan guy, is having to act opposite Madsen, who even if Madsen is mailing it in, he's like so much better as an <laughs> actor that like every scene they're in together, you're just like, it's funny. Why would these people be spending time with each other? <laughs> That's a great it's, point, and I gotta rewatch it now. You know, maybe it's just bite the bullet and bite the, the, the pork bite roast. the pork roast, bite the pork roast, and get it. It's like <laughs> it's such a boring honor? movie too. Extreme, you have honor, you have extreme honor. 
Because I was going to say that's the movie. I haven't seen it, but that's the one where someone says, "You have honor. You have right. extreme honor." Right? Yeah. yeah, it's in, in a sentence. It's, okay. Finally. I mean, it is, but it's it's funny because um Richard Hawes from uh you know from hey, uh, buddy Hawes. Buddy Hawes. He had an old show called. He had an old um site called Have a Go Heroes. Oh yes, yeah, we mentioned yeah. that to him about uh, extreme honor. And yeah. It's like, yeah. He kind of just he kind of was like talking about Dan Anderson or whatever his name is. Um, he was. Yeah. He, the 300 pound pork roast and and, uh, and he was like kind of talking about him in a kind of more glowing way and um and i kind of felt bad that i went in on him because again it wasn't dan anderson's fault that the movie turned out the way it did um that it was that it was packaged the way it was but it's just like you know i go into a movie expecting one thing and i come out of it with a 300 pound pork roast so, I, I get it i get it because that's what i used to do i used to see these bait and switch madsons because they used to watch you know all those movies i mentioned before sanction and all that stuff then like, well, what's this? Well, it's, it's like, like the Corey Large effect, like we were talking yeah. about, where you yes. know they they show you all the names you know, but they what they don't tell you is that there's a another name that's more prominent and you've never heard them. But, you know, but as experienced DTV watchers, we should kind of know that that's always a risk. I mean, we can't yeah, always be surprised. I mean, maybe back then, yes, but being older and wiser, and yeah. you got to figure that that's going to happen sometimes. And I bet it's funny now. You know, it's like I bet it's actually really funny about now with maybe Dan Anderson's like a flat delivery. Right, right. It's like I want to see it again because I think I I got I got it, but now I really get it. Right, right. It's like, yeah. So. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know, you mentioned that kind of that idea of this kind of thing, and I, I, I it, does it ever work? Right, like does it like like if they were trying to sell a Dan Anderson career by putting all these names around him, and 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 like kind of almost like bait and switching us into watching it. I, I can't think of a time where that's ever worked for an actor. Um, you know, I mean, like Riot is a good example. What was the guy's name? Matt something who is in you know, Riot with them. Um, oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Matt so, something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the fact that we can't even remember his name tells us <laughs> that like that's a, an issue, you know, and I think I think it had that. What's, what's the song called? Wildfire in the streets. In the streets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tommy Fields. Right. Had that See, that's a name we remember. Man. Tommy Fields. Matt Reese. Matthew Reese, that was his name. Okay, yeah, and it, you're watching it, and it's like the, the idea is supposed to be that we're supposed to want to dig, you know, seeing more Matthew Reese <laughs> by watching, um, you know, Dolph, and and, and and you know, you're getting drawn in. But but the movie sets it up as like this big ultimate confrontation between Dolph and Chuck Liddell, which could be a lot of fun to see the two yeah, of them, like that. you know, and you after. don't get it. I'd be no. great to see those. I mean, perfect. I'd like to see that meathead fight. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna come get you, Chuck Liddell. <laughs> right. I'm actually not kind of Okay, okay, come get me. Oh. Yeah, no. Wait, is that the <laughs> other guy? That's Chuck Liddell. No, no, he's no, his voice, isn't he? No, no that's Chuck the other guy. Yeah. Um, that's the oh, guy Randy that's Couture. Right? Randy Couture. Yeah. Randy Couture. Yes, because because Ambush was another one they did that with, right? Where they 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 set it up. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be Dolph and 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 Randy Couture squaring off, and it ends up being about this like this this complete like like dork of a character who's well like is it is that like a gianni capaldi movie because gianni it's capaldi's like in it, but even yeah. he's not the star it's like some kind of like whiny self-indulgent like it's not like capaldi's not even the star that's not right. good it's, not it's, like capaldi. it's like some other guy that's like I, it, yeah and i, I want to you know thinking of bait and switches i think extreme honor and ambush are up there for me it's like the two worst bait and switches i've ever endured 
But see, how much thought do you think goes into it? Like, in other words, like, did the filmmakers see Riot as some sort of, like, apprenticeship program for Matthew Reese? Where, like, <laughs> maybe yeah, you, like we you got start Dolph off with too. Dolph and then, like, you kind of work your way up the ladder from there like you would if you were apprenticing with, like, a trade, you know? And so maybe you kind of start there and he's like, you're, he's the master and he's the apprentice. And then eventually you can get to the point where you're headlining your own DTVs. Or do you think they don't even put that much thought into it? I, you know, I don't know. It's a great question because I, you know, I I'd love to get it, answered one day, but it's a, it's a, there must be some sort of weird casting call, kind of like how you get a Chad Michael Collins or something like that. So it's like, <laughs> or yeah, what's that you, movie we, uh, what movie is this? The Crackle movie. Um, oh, you talking about, um, Extraction? Yeah, who's the guy from that? Who Ga- um, Gallo or his name was? No, no. Oh, um, oh, I know, the Asian man, right? I believe he was Asian. John yes. Fu. J- John Fu. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That that's him, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. I mean, you know, like, who's in that? It was oh, Danny Glover and Vinnie oh. Jones and uh, Rudy, right? Um, <laughs> great. I found that trap. Rudy Giuliani? No, I wish. No. Uh, <laughs> The guy who plays him <laughs> in the movie, the Rudy movie, not. Sorry. Oh, Aston. Aston, sorry. See, I fell into that. Trap. He said Rudy. I, I thought, okay, this is sorry, like a glory all red situation. I fell into the Rudy trap because it's like <laughs> I forgot Sean Aston. Yeah, we, we gotta love Sean Aston. But in in uh, Extraction, which you might still be able to find. I'm not sure. Yeah. You should watch it, Matt. We haven't seen it. Yeah, um, that one sounds like a good one for sure. I, I'm kind of curious about that one. Because he's Sean Aston's kind of looking a little doughy, and it's just like, <laughs> oh dear. And it's like he just he Wait, doesn't, he's looking at a screen, and it's like, it's like oh, he's direct to crackle, which is never direct to crackle. It's like well, they were like talent. This is the best crackle movie I've ever seen. Like this is the only crackle movie you've <laughs> ever seen. It's like, <laughs> yeah, crackle is a tough one because so like, crackle's a tough not to crack. I mean, <sighs> yeah. Well, there there used right. to be a lot more ads, I think. Yeah, I think if you can watch on demand, there might be less ads. If you watch the app, it's a disaster. Right, right. So. That's what I think because because they um yeah g- compared to Tubi, like they the, the number of ads in theirs. Um, I think there's a few like that. Like Plex is a new one that's come out recently. I've heard about Plex. I think yeah. Madsen has a bunch of. We're going to go back to Madsen for a second. He has a lot of goofy stuff on Tubi. I think. Yeah, so. yeah. Tubi isn't as bad with the ads, and I don't know why that is, but I mean they they still have them. I mean, my wife and I paid the extra for Hulu without ads, and I will say, like, helpful. Yeah, now that I don't have them, I do kind of. It does, especially with the TV shows. I think when you're when you're when you're like um, binging TV shows on Hulu, it it is a little bit nicer to not have the ads. But yeah, you know, I agree. it's the same ads over and over again. So you, exactly, you know, yeah. You know, so when you were watching Rock of Love, it was probably like. <laughs> well, that was on Tubi, right? Or what, where had you watched that? No, I think it was on Tubi that we. Did it was on that Tubi. One. Was it was it unbleeped or no? It was unbleeped, yes. Oh, was, good, good. Yeah, it was unbleeped, and I think they also they they only censored like the lower extremities that were were. Uh, I think that's the same. I think yeah. I. So. so now, are you gonna watch a shot of? What's that? Shot, shot of, of love? love. Shot of love or a flavor of love? But we should probably, no, we, we should probably wrap up. See, we can go back to the reality shows. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. We, yeah, we were gonna try to get into the um the the, the Sharon Osbourne. Uh, oh, whoa, well, uh, the house charm school. Charm school. Yeah. yeah. And we couldn't find of the full season of it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the issue for that. We were gonna delve into that a little bit as well. Because so. you know, we haven't started talking about cheaters. Like usually, like when we start talking about cheaters, that means the <laughs> podcast not, is yeah, over. Yeah, that's like the red light for the comedian. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> No cheaters. <laughs> the hook is coming. It's oh, no, we're talking about up. Joey Greco and but Clark Gable exactly. and uh, yeah, yeah, all the RFAs and Gomez. But yeah, like, Gomez. 
But we'll wrap it up. Wrap it up. So anything else you want to say about Madsen? I have one last honorable mention. And oh, go ahead. This is a really weird one, and I don't know. So when I was looking up, we, we talked about Madsen and Sizemore being in movies before. And I guess there, there are some that they did. But at that time, I found this movie that they did with this really low-budget film company. I don't even know what the name of the movie is. I can't find it on IMDb anymore. When I Oh, are you talking about camera. Welcome to America? I've been oh, trying to see. Oh, okay. This is even worse, right? So oh, okay. I saw a trailer for it on this company's website, and I can't find it anywhere anymore. I don't know what happened to it, but essentially, I, I think it was two um, indie race stars, uh, uh, Mario Andretti, I think, and Al Unser. What they did was they had Michael Madsen and Tom Sizemore play them in interviews. So essentially, like, they were interviewing them as these racers, and it was just them in front of a screen <laughs> with, like, racing going on behind them, and they were just talking. Okay, and, I got to see this. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, the most fascinating concept. I mean, it's, it looks horrible. Like, let's just, okay. you know, but, but by the same token, it's so odd and fascinating that I want to see it. And, of course, the site was was just complete crap. Like, this, this, this like, whatever this company is, they were, like, really low budget, and so I couldn't find where it was going to be anywhere and and now it's not even on either of their IMDb pages. Like when you search for the two of them together, so they must I don't have hit it. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened with this thing. It sounds like the most fascinating. So I had to put it in my honorable mentions just because it, just the concept of it. And if anybody out there, you know, any of your your comeuppance warriors listening to this know yeah. what I'm talking about, like it, this. Yeah, get be, yeah, get back to me on the on the links or yeah. well, pluggos. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So that was the, the last one. I had to throw that one in there. No, understandable. I got. Do that. you know which racer Madsen played? I don't remember. It was. I just saw the trailer of it really quickly, and I was like, "This is weird." Like, <laughs> it's, like I mean, it's essentially the two of them just sitting in front of a camera, like they're being like like the racers being interviewed, but it's them. They're not trying to do anything to like make them look differently, um, or sound differently, right? Like it's just Tom Sizemore and Michael Madsen as themselves playing these racers, being interviewed about the racing. I think they had a rivalry, and they talked about the rivalry. And, yeah, I don't remember who played who. Um, it was it was a really odd thing. That and, sounds odd. Yeah. And, I'll try to look it up, too. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, go down the rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was racing, and... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just... I'm like, on yeah, it was like, oh, I'm not trying to four hours already, you know. And then you get Tom Sizemore, like, you know, he's kind of like all, you know, just being like big old Tom Sizemore, you know, like, like. I can't, yeah, I only have a side impression, but I'll do the censored version. Like, you mother trucker. Because the thing is, to have them as a rivalry makes sense because their careers are very similar. Yeah. Like in terms of their acting careers, like they're both in a ton of stuff. They're they you know they both pretty much take any job. They you know are B movie actors for the most part. They their career trajectory definitely comparable. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think we had talked about that. Like what movies have they done together? Sorry, go ahead. We talked about like what movies the two of them had done together. And we were wondering, like, what, you know, they kind of felt like it would be a holy grail. When I searched them, that movie came up, and I was like, what is this? And, and like, the, you know, the, the IMDb page had the uh, company website. So I went to the website and watched the trailer, and I was like, I, I don't know what to even do with this. But, I, I, you know, I need to watch it somehow. And so then I for this this episode, I was like, okay, I got to look this movie up and, and listen to my honorable mentions. And it's gone. Like, it's completely been erased from IMDb. Wow. So it's a good thing you mentioned it. Yeah, because yeah. now it can at least live on in some form. Then maybe exactly. someone out there can, you know, can get a hold of it. And it hasn't been completely erased from the internet, huh? Huh? Well, you might have to use the Wayback Machine to get a hold of it. Yeah, yeah. I love the Wayback Machine. 
So maybe that's your answer, at least to get the title of it. And then you could go from there. And do you remember the Tom Sizemore shows on CBS, Robbery Homicide Division? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a good program. Yeah, because everybody so, thought at the time, right, that like this would that's be the, the show. biggest hit. Yeah, that would be the hit show. Yeah. Then it got canceled. Right. It barely lasted a season, I think, right? I forgot. I watched all whatever episodes they had. 13. They were on yeah. YouTube. Because I always wanted to watch it, because at 2001, 2000, I wasn't watching a lot of TV. I was watching movies, you know, Madden movies and all that stuff. So, and I finally got to watch it about a couple of years ago. Yeah, because we were introduced to the concept of robbery homicide during the OJ trial, that that's like the division of, of LAPD. And I think it was like one of those things where it was like, somebody's got to make a detect, you know, like a, a crime drama about robbery homicide, and it has to have uh, Tom Sizemore in it. And then when it happened, it, it just didn't work like we were expecting it to. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a decent procedural. I can almost probably make it, still make it today. It's, it's kind of like Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. You can almost make it today. It almost looks modern. Yeah. So, well, on that note, maybe we should wrap it up. And, yeah, we'll um, wrap it up. So, yeah, Madsen rules. Um, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else drools. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, just uh, we uh, we get some good recommends in this. Uh, list. Oh yeah, I yeah. think if nothing else, this episode was good for some recommendations. Yeah, I mean, maybe we could do a part two. We can just we can go down the uh, just go you know, down the list, go down the garbage shoot uh, there and see what's, <laughs> what's left. But it's no, like, but that would be kind of an interesting idea for a podcast, not for not necessarily what? for Madsen, even though we could. We've never done this. Instead of coming up like beforehand with the top five, mm-hmm. we just pull up IMDb and we just start talking about each. Well, one. that's basically what I just did before. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned all those titles really quickly because i was on his page and uh but i mean that's something we could do with 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 someone else i mean that could oh, be an idea like, okay well all right around the case sure all right we, so, could, we there's something we could work out because you know when i was looking at michael paré there's like all this stuff and it's like what is all this stuff um you know well, i could do paré back to the course yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know do we really want to talk more about michael paré i don't know no. but <laughs> no, okay well okay so good night everybody um so, <laughs> no, uh, so uh, plugs oh yeah. plugos Matt, you plug plugos. Plugs, i found the movie it's called oh. born to race um so <laughs> oh, i found great. a letterbox but that's it it's oh, your, okay and the reason why it doesn't show up on their 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 pages anymore because it's archive footage of of um yeah so yeah, but they include archive footage on imdb all the time yeah so, so I guess, that, that's oh, no excuse okay. that's why but, it's tricky to find yeah, okay i think but i think it didn't work in the, in the search for like the you know who's been in things together so so oh. actually there, there was no andretti it was the unser brothers um so michael <laughs> madsen was bobby unser tom sizemore was al unser so uh. um this guy richard driscoll directed it so it's a matter of finding this thing um it's letterbox listed it um but it's it's got no it's it, I don't know yeah it's got some user reviews but that's it so um, yeah I'm gonna try to oh, <laughs> yeah. right and uh, one final thing is that um, there's that movie called uh, Covenant of Evil Brother Covenant Covenant of Evil where Madsen has a fake glued on beard uh, <laughs> Edward Furlong did not want to forget about that one so, it's kind of like uh, the Crow movie that Furlong was in it's kind of yeah, similar I think I sent you that picture Matt of uh, Madsen with his glued on beard. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I, I have to mention that if we're not going to do if we do a part two, I'll mention it again, I guess. But like, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're already planning for that. Oh, OK, so wait, um, your plug, your plug goes, Matt. 
So yeah, I'll go quick. Uh, so so dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's where you can find everything. So um, there's the links to, to Twitter, which is DTV Connoisseur. Um, Facebook, direct to video connoisseur. Um, Instagram, which is also a DTV Connoisseur. And then my new novel out now is Holtman Arms. Um, you can get that on Amazon. Um, either in Kindle or paperback, um, and yeah, it's um, and actually one thing I always tell people, the the Kindle is is four ninety nine, the paperback is twelve ninety nine. You can get the Kindle for the four ninety nine. I get almost the same royalty, so you know, nice to, to spend all the crazy money if you have to. But it's all about yep. the royalties. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> but yep, but that's the plugos. <laughs> all right, excellent Ty. plugos. Okay, so we have uh, Ty Comeuppance on the Twitter. Comeuppanceviews dot net is the website, and then we're uh, this podcast. Is everywhere mm-hmm. you can find podcasts. And then if you really want to ask me stuff, you can go on Instagram. Ty Action Rocks posted King of the Kickboxers today. Oh. Uh, the Canadian version of the extra minute of violence and nudity. So. Uh, <laughs> well, that's always good. Yeah. From Mallow Film. You can only get it from Canada. So. But uh, you gotta love that one. Lauren Avedani, we yelled, ah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is a classic. That, that scene especially is great. <laughs> you um, did both. That's so funny. So, um, and we say we don't like Lauren Avedon. We're always saying, nah, maybe we love him now. So it's like, um, <laughs> but we'll, I guess that's the end of the and, show. And uh, so, I wouldn't, speaking of the Comeuppance Warriors, it wouldn't be an oh, end yeah. of the show unless we thanked the Comeuppance that's Warriors. Point. Hey, so, look, we have a warrior right on now. DTVC. <laughs> also, thanks for coming on the show, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you for yeah. your time and uh, expertise. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. It's fun as always. Fun time as always. <laughs> yeah, excellent. We'll right. do a no subject soon. Uh, yeah, that'll be now good. Now we have one. Er, you know, Ernest gets Ernest. So. <laughs> now I'm saying it now before I forget. So whatever. Well, we've got to write down. Yeah. All oh. right. Well, thanks to the Clubbits of Warriors. Yes. And um, talk to you next time. Bye bye. Bye.
I'm finally home. <laughs> oh, it's like a great reveal. Yeah, Gumble, because no one no one ever suspects Gumble. Not just a general rule in life. Yeah, and he would have it, a beard too, so it'd be beard against beard. Yeah, 